It's time to explore the unexplained, to delve into the mysteries of our world and the realms beyond, to seek out the answers to phenomena that defy conventional explanation. Welcome to Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark with Karen Frazier and Chucky G, where that journey begins. This is Panda Underground Radio in the dark with your hosts, Ken Fraser and me, the lovely Chucky G. Everybody keeps thinking, they keep saying that I'm drinking tonight, folks, and I have not been drinking. Oh, been- my husband accused me last week of being totally stoned on air, so, and I wasn't. I was just, <laughs> hey, no, boy, are our, listeners, our listeners are in for a treat tonight. Two yes. hours of what? Us, yeah, baby. Woo-hoo! We can say we can say it like this. I had something planned. So let me let me let me let me do this. Okay, tonight our guests will be Karen Fraser and Chucky G talking about ghosts in you know folklore. What sh- what? Yeah, I'm sorry. You know what you should have said? What? Well, I had this whole thing. You yeah, should have said. Oh, well, I'm sorry, but okay. I, I'd like you to start over because uh, we okay. want it to sound like it's different people. Oh, so okay. You should see it's Chuck Gotsky and K Fraz. Okay, gotcha. Good evening. Tonight our guests will be the wonderful Kay Fraz and Chuck Gutsky. They will be here talking about ghosts. In folklore mythology and modern media such as literary fiction, a ghost, sometimes also known as a specter, phantom, apparition, spirit, spook, or haunt, is the soul of a spirit of a dead person or an animal that can appear in visible form or manifestation to the living. Descriptions of the apparitions of ghosts vary widely from an invisible presence to a translucent or barely visible wispy shape to realistic lifelike visions. The deliberate attempt to contact the spirit of a deceased person is also known as necromancy or in spiritualism as a seance. Tonight we will be talking about this wonderful subject. <clears throat> I would I would like Yes. To invite our listeners yes. to bet one another on how frequently we will veer off our stated topic. <laughs> no, because you know it's going to happen. We're going to well, veer off. Well, we're not. We're not taking the bet. We. I just. Yeah. I think little side betting to keep it interesting. Well, I did find some interesting little tidbits about ghosts and such that we haven't talked about. Oh before, my God! So. You totally are planned to be on topic. Well, you want to talk about ghosts for two? Well, hours. I have. Well, I have. Well, not. Well, I have. Look. Oh, oh no! I lost <laughs> my notes. He just picked up. You guys can't see, and I can see him because he's on camera. He just picked up basically the phone book. There he has go. all these notes. He has been studying all day, and <laughs> I, I am here. To drag you off topic as frequently as possible. Oh, it's going to be an interesting, interesting show, folks. Oh, and by the way, the lovely Barbie G is in the Barbie chat G! room. Happy That's right. My sister-in-law, Barb, is in the chat room. So everybody say, hello, Bob. It's Especially about you, Bob. time. It's about time, Barbie G. Mm-hmm. She had yeah. night off, so she's and yeah. so of course she picks the night where we have no guests. So I you know. know. Well, that's that's you know what. Right, we man. are we are entertaining. We can do this. Hell yeah! We can Cheryl's talk about- like, should we? I don't know. Should we just cancel the show? And Chuck and I are like, no, we can fill two <laughs> hours. Are you kidding me? Hell yeah! We'll talk about underwear. We don't care. Don't, yeah, you name it, we talk about it. Hey, right. Cheryl. Yeah. Since you're like the boss of us. <laughs> yeah, boss here. Um, you have an announcement to make. I do. I have an announcement to make. It's it's a hap it's a happy sad. It's happy sad. It's happy sad. Um, 
after oh how many years has it been has it been we three, came over to two? hazy i think three years ago four yeah. years ago I'll, three I'll years ago maybe i was gonna say 100 but okay go ahead um anyway it's been years long time and we have been here thanks to zeta our um, radio station host at hazy radio um, allowed us to come over and to air our show every <laughs> took week. Took a big risk on that one, and uh, and to put up with us. And um, so we want to thank Zeta for several years of great times at Hazy, and mm-hmm. and we, um, while we're going to be moving to a new um, uh, broadcasting venue. tool, a new mm-hmm. venue. Um, mm-hmm. It's new platform. New platform. Yes. It's called mixlr.com. Um, we still are going to um, uh, support our friends here at Hazy, and um, but you can find us um, at mixlr.com/paranormal-underground-radio. Um, starting, uh, let's see, our first show there will be October first, and so um, we're going to be off air next week the 17th back on here at hazy the 24th for a super mega three-hour show with our friend rick hale on common sense paranormal radio rick um, apparently rick thinks we will all be getting drunk that evening as we do the show i'm not i i, I think really chat, can we do that you know, here's what we should do rick what? turn down your volume sir for a second i see you in the chat room you can't hear what we're about to say let's let rick get drunk so he's a lot of talking <laughs> like this and we'll be sound like really <laughs> Like, nice. I'll tell you, man, some ghosts is sounding really I wicked love stuff. you guys so much. I love you guys. are going to miss you. Well, he sounds like a divorce. That made me feel really bad. I like, he said no. we're getting divorced. I didn't really, I ha- yeah, look at it like that. But I already have one. I don't need another thank you. No. I've had two. Oh, I've had no, one. I've had two, two, but <laughs> I said two, two. Two, two. <laughs> Sorry about that. I said T2. So, but anyways, yes, so go ahead, we're, on to, we're, we're sorry, on to, we're on to, and this is why we will never make it for the two hours on topic. Go on, Cheryl. <laughs> so, so please, um, you know, stay tuned to Hazy, but also come over and listen to Paranormal Underground Radio in the dark, um, Thursday nights at, uh, Mix L. A new time, a new time. A new yep. time. We are moving up one hour. Um, so we will be, oh my gosh, we will be broadcasting. What is it? Six to, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, and other times go. in the flyover states. Essentially, we're going back it. to our old our old hours. Those work better for Cheryl when she moved to the East Coast. Excuse, yes. me, and but, excuse me, but I think I'm important enough to say it's 8 p.m. <laughs> over here on our side of the world. Okay, 8 to 10, people. No flyover in the, state. In the flyover state. Illinois. Aww. Central time. <sighs> you know... You the know, reason I that I can, you know how, you know why that rolls, it rolls off my tongue so easily as I said that for years, the 6 p.m. Pacific, no, 9 p.m. Yes. As a matter of fact, I still almost say it. It's, I, I have, that's actually really the real reason we're moving an hour earlier. It has nothing to do with Cheryl and that just be in her time zone being tough. It's the fact that almost every time I can't get that out anymore and I get it wrong. And so we've had to accommodate me. <laughs> so now, so now you're free to speak true. You know, without having to worry yeah. about it. Yeah. So the other thing is um, I, we're really excited about the MixLR platform because it gives us some other um, broadcasting options as well that yeah. we can do like specials and yeah. special broadcasts, special live broadcasts and yeah. things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's what I would suggest you do. If you are a big Paranormal Underground in the Dark fan, as of course you are, of course, um, I would recommend that if you are not our Facebook friend, or our Twitter follower, or 
we even have a MySpace. Um, or you're not our MySpace um, mm-hmm. follower, one of those. You know, did, could I could I not keep the disgust for MySpace? Oh, you were my so disgusted. So that's okay. <laughs> Anyway, I would suggest that you follow us. Um, we will do always the Thursday show, but we may throw in some extra treats here and there. For instance, sometimes we have to do pre-records um, with guests. We can turn those into live broadcasts and then do them on Thursday. So if you want to tune in and hear us actually do one of those pre-recorded interviews, which tend to get tend to be pretty fun, and we do some off-air stuff um, in the pre-records that may get broadcast as well. <laughs> And you can slap that MixLR app right on your phone. You can take yeah. it with your, your app. You, yeah. can, you can take your phone. I figured out you take your phone, plug it in if you have like a jack into your stereo, and you can drive in the car and listen to us. That is stinking cool. If you're out mowing the lawn. Yeah, you can slap it on your headphones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Taking a bath. There you go. Taking a bath. That's you can't right. take your PC so, in there. So we have absolutely loved our time here at Hazy. We're sad we're leaving. Um, we we love all of the shows and the hosts and, of course, yeah. Zeta. And it's going to be tough to go. But at the same time, um, we we kind of wanted – we've been talking about an expansion for a while. Uh, and this was a good way to sort of dip our toes in the water, wouldn't you say, Cheryl? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and Because, you know, sometimes we have time constraints and – yeah, we need to to move around. It just, it just, it, it, it's. I think it's going to work for what we need to do. So, that's yeah. right. And who knows? Maybe somewhere down the line, you know, we'll have other shows too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe Chuck and I suddenly feel like we need to bend your ear for three or four hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bring it on. There you go. <laughs> uh, well, guess what? What? It's that time. <gasps> Roll it, Cheryl. When the world gets weird and things don't make any sense, it's news of the strange and the odd. Yeah, it's definitely some strange shit going on out there, folks. And I feel like we sort of are lacking structure this evening a little bit because we don't have a guest, so we can, like, we're kind of freewheeling. We're freeballing it. We're freeballing, baby. How about this one? Mississippi ghost hunters find a missing woman's body in an abandoned hospital. That's right. When you think you just go and you can look for spirits, well, sometimes you find other things you shouldn't be finding. An abandoned Mississippi hospital, popular among curiosity seekers and paranormal researchers, became a crime scene Sunday after a group of ghost hunters found a body while exploring the property. This comes from the HuffingtonPost.com from David Lure. According to police, the group of individuals who had not been identified made the discovery at the abandoned Coon Memorial State Hospital in Vicksburg. They were out looking around doing what they call ghost hunting, and they just happened to stumble upon a body, Vicksburg Police Chief Walter Armstrong told the Huffington Post. The body has been identified as Sharon Wilson, a 69-year-old woman reported missing to local police earlier that day. A cause and manner of the death has not been released, but the police are calling her death a homicide. Wilson, according to Armstrong, was missing less than 12 hours at the time of her discovery. Prior to the discovery of Wilson's body, police arrested 33-year-old Raphael McLeod and her and his nephew, 20-year-old Akeem McLeod. The two men were arrested after a Sunday afternoon traffic stop, during which officers discovered the vehicle they were driving belonged to Wilson. Police also alleged found a gun inside the vehicle. They have not officially been any charges levied against him at this time, but will be forthcoming. According to 
misspreservation.com. Kuhn Memorial State Hospital was built in 1832 in response to a small pox outbreak. The hospital provided treatment to soldiers wounded during the Civil War and saw tragedy in 1878 when yellow fever swept through its hallways, claiming the lives of 16 doctors and six Catholic Sisters of Mercy. The hospital was sustained damages from mysterious fire in 1918 that destroyed the annex, remained in operation until 1989 when it closed for lack of state funding. Today, the hospital is popular with the paranormal groups who consider it a hot spot for activity. Um, despite the appeal to curiosity seekers, David Childers, co-founder of the Mississippi Paranormal Research Institute, an organization that has been conducting several ghost hunts at the hospital, said the building should be demolished. They are often uh, there are open elevator shafts, black mold, asbestos, and debris, and people ought to stay away from that place. Uh, well, <laughs> some, some spirits just need to be left alone. Okay, did you hear that last statement to the Wait, story? This is the guy that ghost hunts there frequently said all of that. <laughs> yes, yes. I, mean, I have to assume, based on what they're saying, the condition the place is in, mm-hmm. it's they had to have been trespassing to do yeah. this. Yeah, I would think so. But I like the fact that he's the one that's been going something there so many times, but they should really demolish it because it well, has... Well, he wants to make sure that nobody else goes. <laughs> yeah, he's trying to lock it's it in. He's territory. Oh. It's, his, it's his, as I, call, I like to call it, paratory. He's, so, he's being paratorial. I'm so glad you're paying attention to that story because I wanted to see if you said anything when I got to the end of that because I'm like, I'm not going to say anything. I just want to see if she picks up on it because I read it and I went, <laughs> I started laughing. I go, oh, way to like keep your ground to yourself, like pee on something else while you're at it there, buddy. Oh, my goodness. Isn't that something? <laughs> All right. So the next one, you've seen this on Facebook. It's been talked about lately. World's most haunted doll vanishes after coming to life. Kaokfeed.com. Uh, this happened on uh, August of 2015, okay? One of the most haunted houses in the world has a story even creepier than its ghost-like appearance. Located in Key West, Florida, a number of spooky sightings and weird sensations have been witnessed in Audubon House, which has the which was the home of Captain Jack Geiger, a well-known wrecker, and his 12 children more than 200 years ago. But no stories are more terrifying than that of the camera-shy doll that lived there. Hundreds of visitors and passers-by have witnessed apparitions of children laughing, crying, and playing in the nursery. The captain himself has even been seen walking with his daughter Hannah in the gardens. And the doll is thought to have been belonged to the girl, whose strangely eerie portrait still hangs in the house and has been moving, moved some visitors to tears. When a clor, uh, how do you say that? Claria? I can't, I can't say that. When an epidemic was sweeping town, many sick children were brought to the nursery where they would spend their last days in the oppressive room, shuttered away from the fearful townfolk. So many children died here that the room itself took on a chilling aura of death. The house was opened as a museum in 1960, at which time the doll was placed in a toy pram in the corner of the faithfully recreated nursery. After an elaborate security system was installed, the museum manager was constantly being called back to investigate alarms tripped by movement in the house. The activity would also be from, always, always from the children's room. Security staff frequently reported seeing someone or something in the window, but when they went to investigate, no one was there. Whenever visitors tried to take photos of the strange-looking doll, they all experienced problems with their cameras. Either pictures just didn't come out, or there were black streaks in the pictures. In one instance, the the back suddenly flew off a photographer's camera, exposing the film and destroying the image. 
This this particular photographer, a director planning to shoot a series for the Discovery Channel, determined to disprove the story of the camera's shy doll. So he returned and took more pictures. The photo is one of them. Then there was this photo that I saw online, and it actually has a, a black streak, and it says was the last to be taken by the doll. You can see the black streak. It's very clear, you know, clearly visible. Intrigued by the experience, the director decided to shoot the bizarre story of the doll. But... The morning he was due to start filming, uh, staff arrived and found the doll was gone. None of the alarms had been tripped. Nobody had been in the house. The doll has mysteriously escaped and has never been seen since. So, what do you think about that one, Karen? Creepy. I know, that's what I'm thinking. Uh, I, I found it interesting that all the uh, uh, the activity was always in that room. Yeah. Uh, People are always seeing it, sensing it, and I can see why, I mean, in a way. And then um, with the fact that when they went to, you know, the guy from the Discovery Channel, he goes to test out the theory. He gets the same black streaks. He goes, oh, I'm going to do a story on this. He comes back the next day. Nothing is set off, but yet the doll is now gone. So nobody knows where the doll is. So, I mean, not that someone couldn't have, you know, took it. Interesting. I think it's kind of creepy. And then the it's last. It's creepy. Yeah, it's, it's kind of creepy. Now, the last one's kind of wacky, because I always like to have the wacky ones. Cheryl, you remember the ones with the cabbages, right, when they were dragging the cabbages around? And, oh, and then, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right, well, here we go. It's always seemed to be in, like, China, Hong Kong, that area, that the things get really weird. Women in Hong Kong are trying to lose weight by staring at the sun. That is correct. You can now stare at the sun and lose weight. That's what I've been doing. Mm-hmm. HongKong.coconuts.com by Priscilla Yu on August of 2015 talked about this. Hong Kong's fitness mania means that vegetable juices and aerobic chambers have become legitimate profit-making enterprises. But this newest health craze, which, to be fair, is free, is just a tad over the top. Ten women have been spotted staring directly at the sun for half an hour right before sunset on a beach. Oh, I know how it works. Yeah. In Sam Ka Village. They can't see how fat they are in the mirror anymore. Hey, because blind. because blinded by the sun. I didn't even yeah. think about that. Yeah. Oh, my God. It says, why one of the participants. Sounds legit. Yes, it told Oriental Daily that by gazing at the sun, one can absorb the solar energy and substitute that for real, actual calories from real, actual food. This is a fact because I got it on the Internet. Apparently, according to the crazed. Pers- vitamin D. <laughs> Looking at the sun can it replace the need of a normal diet, allowing you to go an entire day without eating. She added that the therapy is of European origin and that certain religious groups believe it can also improve eyesight and sleeping quality. So it just, it just took your eye thing right out of there, Karen. Um, a frequent beachgoer named Wing said he often see, <laughs> says he also sees a group of 10 women aging around 20 to 30, all dressed in office attire. Coming to the beach, they arrive at two different times of the day, either in the morning or in early evening, and they stare directly at the sun. Wing said the sun gazers off, always take their shoes off and don sunglasses. Then they set a timer on their phone and stand in line. Some perhaps absorb too much solar energy, will fan themselves, or use tissue paper to cover up their faces. Another sun gazer said it, she did it for health reasons, but not for weight loss. We practice sun gazing as the substitute for eating. Some of us who have finished the therapy now eat less and Others don't even have to eat at all. It is unclear whether these people who have stopped eating entirely are still alive. She explained that they started by looking at the sun for about 10 seconds on the first day, adding 10 seconds every day until they reached 44 minutes by the ninth month, assuming you're not blind or starving by then, of course. Uh, apparently, sure. the, you know, apparently, these sun believers do not wear sunglasses after all. So that was not a, that was not a true part of the story. It says opting for pinhole glasses instead oh yeah those are what you use to look at an eclipse 
Uh, okay, which they do, yeah they believe does not let in the UV rays to cause permanent damage to their eyes. Some participants say the practice is at least partially religious. I don't understand that. Maybe they worship Relor, the Lord of Light. For the night is dark and full of tears. Doctors warn that the subtropical location of Hong Kong and the seawater bouncing back sun rays, these possible insane people's eyes and skins are at risk. I don't understand how you could possibly say that I mean, you write about all sorts of health stuff. So have you heard, heard anything even closely s- similar to this at all? No. That would be a correct no by the look on your face. No. <laughs> because I don't well, understand. Chuck, in my studied and considered opinion, no. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I would say that they would have to do, you ready for this? A uh-huh. double blind test. Oh, oh. A, a double blind placebo controlled test. I mean, yeah. oh my god! I was just, like, are people really? Think- and I, I'm not even hungry. Well, okay, but here's the thing, Chuck. People, yeah. people will do all sorts of things if they think it'll make them lose weight. People go on all sorts of crazy, like cabbage soup diet. Um, oh, the master cleanse, the maple syrup with the lemon juice and the um. Ew. Cayenne pepper, master cleanse. I never heard yeah, that. I mean, there are so many crazy fad diets that people do that are really detrimental to their health, but people are so desperate to lose weight. So desperate. And, yeah. um, you gotta be really desperate to say, you know, I think if I stare at the sun, I will lose weight. You might sweat a little off, maybe, but I don't. Somebody has told them this, and they believed it. I mean, but but also people think if you if you take raspberry ketones, you're going to lose weight, or if you take key, uh, you know, the green coffee extract, you'll lose weight. There, if you eat coconut oil, you'll lose weight. Yeah. Um, None of that stuff works. No. People used to think that you could lose weight by putting a belt around your butt, putting it onto one of those uh, vibrator things, and stand there with your butt jiggling. People I thought that worked. That. that doesn't back work either. In the 80s, oh, back in the 80s, they had the toning tables, the passive toning tables, where you would lay on a table and turn the table on, and the table would do like leg curls for you. You didn't have to do anything. You just laid there. People thought that was going to make them lose weight. I don't understand any of this stuff. I mean, I read this stuff all the time, and then what's funny is whenever you read the whenever you read the advertisement, it'll get down there to the bottom. It'll say, and the guy who's talking about it, as the uh, air quotes reporter, will say, and I didn't believe this either because this sounds so darn silly. So you know what I did? I asked my boss, "Can I try this? I want to try this myself." And believe it or not, I tried it myself, and look at me now. And it's like every single ad has the same person saying the same thing. It's like. Seriously, people? Really? Weight loss is a very complex issue. Obesity is a complex issue. It's not as simple as the diet industry would have you believe, which is uh, eat less, move more. Um, for a subset of the population, that works. Uh, but if it, if, if it worked that well, we wouldn't have two-thirds of our population overweight or obese. Well, I know. And half the, t- half the stuff that you read is always like about people crapping stuff out. I'm just gonna crap some shit out, and I won't be heavy anymore. Well, yeah, for about the you know the five minutes you lost your what is it like? How much is in your intestines? An extra five pounds or something? Or I don't know. Something. I don't know how much poop I carry around. Is that what uh, you're trying about, to say? Yeah, so like two to five pounds in your intestines. But you know, even if you poop that out, what's that gonna? You're just gonna build it back up when you. But eat. but the thing is, is that that there's and and I am sort of an expert in this field, as you know, yes. in my real life. Um, 
there are there is no one single weight loss solution for every person. It, you have to find something that's very uniquely tailored to what works for you. And if you find something that works for you, then stick with it. For instance, I eat low carb paleo because I, I because I'm too sensitive to carbs. If I eat, you know, I look at like a sugar cube and my ass grows. <laughs> I thought I was the only one when I look at food and it just like all of a sudden it's like boop. It's like how'd I get on my belly? But I didn't even eat the thing. I was just smelling it. <laughs> right, I know. I understand it. Well, you know, even ghosts poo too. They ghosts poo the little marshmallows. Yeah, yeah. the little marshmallow poops that, that, or they put the little marshmallows in bags. Have you seen those? <laughs> no. Oh yeah, it, you put little marshmallows in bags, and you put a little label on it that says "ghost poop." Well, it's sort of like poop. the or- orbs in the bottle. Have you ever seen those? It's like little, I don't know, like cotton balls, right? And they're selling them. orbs in the bottle. Yes, I want to go <laughs> to the site where they sell this equipment for looking into the paranormal, and then they have orbs in the bottle. I mean, that is, that is professional as you get. You know what I'm saying? So I know I'm pretty thrilled about our guests this evening. I think they're going to be very. I think our guests are fabulous. I think so too. I think they're just they're handsome. They're gorgeous. They're, I mean, what more can you say about them? I mean, really, seriously. I don't know. There's not much. And you get them for another hour and a half. I know. Talking about the weirdest crap. Then they get to shamelessly self-promote. Oh God! (laughs) Really? I have nothing to promote. Sure okay, you okay. do. Well, what, what, what we Bob and what? Uh, what do you say? In chat room he says they found thirty five pounds in Elvis when he died. Thirty five pounds in. I'm, in s- I'm assuming he means a poop. Yeah, but Elvis had a no. condition. This is not me lying. This is actually true. This is not an urban legend. Elvis, Elvis had a, con- a condition of his colon where his colon was like all stretchy and weird, and so he could. Yeah, that it's true. What? Yeah. Uh huh. I'm gonna look it up. Talk, what? talk while I look it up. Elvis Presley. Was it from all the banana sandwich, the Presley banana peanut honey sandwiches, or whatever mm-hmm. the hell it was? Thirty-five pounds is a lot, folks. Don't you think he'd like bulge out? I mean, I know he was, you know, chunky, but I mean, I mean, you would bulge out. That's that's a lot of poo. But well, part of the condition was, I mean, yeah, he he was chronically constipated. Well, I actually, he was killed by Doctor Gabe Merkin says he was killed by inflammation. Oh, here we go. Just demystifying the death of Elvis. I, it's not the colon condition isn't what could, what killed him. I don't think. I think drugs did. Um, yeah. But he he. I was reading some medical book and they were talking about this and then they were talking about it in terms of other people, but they were also talking about it in terms of Elvis. And it's been so long. I've, I, I can't remember. Well, don't, what don't, it is. you can bet your little booty that someone's on those little pieces of Elvis booty. He had, he had Hirschsprung's, Hirschsprung's disease. It's a disease of the colon that kept him from having normal bowel movements and things he didn't really want to talk about. <laughs> Well, if I ever get on eBay and I see Elvis Poo for only $100 plus shipping, I'm buying it. I'm buying it because it's Elvis Poo. People, okay, Hirschsprung's disease will stretch out their bowel, which will develop, and they will develop twists in their bowel, and they will have colitis-like symptoms. Yeah, it's a thing. He He had that. That's terrible. That's painful. Yes. Oh I know. God, I know the point. And that guy. is why he had 35 pounds of poop when he died. Well, I, I and I'm sure that a fine, proud man like Elvis would love that that is common knowledge. <laughs> yeah. He's, yeah. He's, he's on the other side going right now, going, thanks a lot, dudes, for telling everybody about that. 
don't know. And veered off subject. That's okay. Well, we, no, we, we, right. we, were, we didn't veer off. We were talking, well, yeah, we talked about the sun and then it turned, took us yeah. to weight loss and then it took us to poo. Somehow it took us to poo. I it understand. all, everything comes down to poo. poo. Haven't you, did you ever see the musical version of Scrubs? They had one episode that was a musical episode and that's one of the songs is everything comes down to poo. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have never seen that. From I have never. From the top of your head to the bottom of your shoe. Cheryl, yeah, Cheryl, did you ever see that? Did what was ever? that? Something about poo, and she said Scrubs. There was like a, a, a what did no. you say, a special show where they sang? No, they did a musical show. I didn't see it. Okay, it's Probably. called Everything's Come Down. Everything comes down to poo. I just found it on YouTube. Everything comes down to poo. Wow, I think I think. Oh, I and it. in the Scrubs wiki. Yeah. Huh. Do we need to? Go, oh, do we need to take a break to call I, our I, guests? I, I think we need to take a break just because we've been talking about poo, and I need to regain my composure. He has to now. Now Chucky G has to go drop the kids off at the pool. <laughs> I thought it was the one that said that. That's cool. I like that. Alrighty. Mm-hmm. So here's what we're gonna do. We're going mm-hmm. to take a break, and when we come back, we will be talking to our two really fabulous and talented guests, Chuck Gotsky and author Kay Fraz. Stick oh around. yeah. We'll be back in a minute. You're listening to Paranormal Underground Radio on the Hazy Radio Network. Do you want to keep up with what's going on at Paranormal Underground? Then tweet us on Twitter at Paranormal UG. Or follow us on Facebook at Paranormal Underground. Meet us on MySpace, Paranormal Underground. There's no need to be in the dark about what's going on at Paranormal Underground. Join us on your favorite social networking site today. Are you looking for a show that puts the paranormal in a different light? A show that shoots straight from the hip? A show where the knowledge of paranormal is number one? Then join Rick Hale, former co-host of Paranormal Underground Radio, for his new show. Hey everyone, it's Karen Frazier from Paranormal Underground Radio. I'm here to tell you about my latest book, Pioneer Spirits, Investigating the Haunted Lewis County Historical Museum. In the book, I got together with Patty Valdez, South Sound Paranormal Research. SSPR has actually interacted with the ghosts at the Lewis County Historical Museum for more than seven years, and the experiences that I've had there as a volunteer and paranormal investigator have been significant. So I'm excited to share the story of the ghosts there with you. I hope you'll pick up a copy of Pioneer Spirits so that you, too, can know what it's like to encounter one of Washington State's most active haunts. This book is available on Amazon.com, or you can visit my website at AuthorKarenFraser.com. You are a waste. A loser. Everyone hates you. Why don't you just stay in your car and keep driving? I'm serious. Drive until you run out of gas and get out of your car and walk until you find someone who doesn't think you're dumber than bricks. Could take a while, but at least all that walking might burn a couple of calories. You may not witness bullying like this every day. Your kids do. They want to help, but they don't know how. Visit StopBullying.gov to learn safe, simple ways your child can help stop bullying. Be more than a bystander at StopBullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council.
Hi, this is June Lundgren, Psychic Medium, and you're listening to Chuck G. and Karen Frazier on Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark on Hazy Radio Network. The views expressed and the opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Hazy Radio Network, its affiliates, or sponsors. All shows are independently owned and broadcast for entertainment purposes only. We are b- 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 back with Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark with Karen Frazier and me, Chucky G. We are now going to be talking about ghosts. We are going to try Wait. to stay on topic about ghosts. Yes, that's what we're but saying. before yeah. we start on topic, that's I'd okay. like to go off topic for a moment. Oh, here we go. We didn't even start. We're already off. All right, go. Shoot. Go ahead. So Jim was working the other night, and you know Tanner's back at school, right? Yes, correct. So I was in bed, and all of the dogs were in bed with me, as they usually are, and the cat as well. Um, and I don't even get me started on the cat, but anyway, (laughs) so I was sound asleep and I heard a man clear his throat throat) outside of my bedroom and my eyes popped open and all of the dogs kind of went, (laughs) and, um, really, I thought, and it was five o'clock. Jim didn't get home until six 30. And I thought, oh, shit, there's somebody in the house. I mean, do you know how many times this stuff happens in my house? And I'm like, oh, my God, there's somebody in the house. (laughs) And so I laid there in terror Mm -hmm. because, you know, waiting for the axe murderer to come in. There was nobody in the house. And there's nobody in the house. Did you, I mean, did you actually get up finally and check? Yeah, I got, I, I, when I say I laid there in terror, it was like about 10 seconds before I Mm -hmm. then dove out of bed and went, you know, barreling through the house because Jim keeps, um, a machete and a knife and a spitznaps shovel, whatever that is. It's like a shovel axe or something. Okay. He keeps all this stuff next to the bed, so you know I'm ready. Uh huh. Well, yeah. that's that's interesting you say that because some other weird stuff was happening today, and I'll share that with you too because it has to do with paranormal activity, just like what happened with you, which is weird. Um, uh, well, I'm in my son's house, you know, and I stay here. And so, you know, today I had to, uh, when the kids were going to get home, I had to watch the grandkids for a couple hours, you know. And they said, well, you know, they get home around 3.40, okay? So around 2 o'clock, I'm downstairs. I'm kind of chilling. I finally got most of my laundry and all that stuff done. And I hear, all of a sudden I hear a kid's voice, a, a kid just giggle coming from upstairs because I had the door open from the stairway just so when the kids came in, I could hear them. And I was like, oh, the Kids must be home, but I don't hear any walking, but I actually heard the giggle pretty loud, too. I went upstairs. I searched the whole house, man. I went all the way to the top. There was nobody in this house, and I heard that giggle as clear as day, and I was like, and that's happened quite a few times in this house here. I think it's probably your dolls. Yeah, it's either that or it's Josh, the the, the spirit that came with me from the other yeah. house, you know, what you've yeah. seen. Because Rachel, and we'll add to this, and then Rachel's. I'm talking to Rachel, my daughter today, and she says, Hey dad, um, that, that, um, what was the name of that spirit that's in our house here? Cause there's, there was a couple of them. There's Josh who came with me and there's John Wormley, who's the guy who owned the land that the house is built on. She, I go, well, this guy, the guy's name was John. She goes, yeah. Uh, she goes, my friend was upstairs the other day and it was dark and he saw all of a sudden this really tall, thin, dark shell just like step right out in the hallway. And he, she goes, he just like froze because he knew it was just me and him in the house. And he took his like, you know, his uh, lighter and he flipped it on. And he goes, as soon as he flipped it on, there was like nobody there. He goes, but he knows that he saw, you know, this tall shadow. And I go, yeah, it's probably John or whatever. She goes, yeah, that's what his name was. So a lot of uh, activity going around the neighborhood lately, I guess. Yeah. Huh? 
I find it interesting. I, I like when it's auditorial like that, where you can hear with your ears, you know, versus EVP. Oh, yeah. You know? It woke me out of a sound yeah. sleep. Mm-hmm. That's kind of cool. I was really tired, and it was like... <gasps> And what do you think that is? I mean, since we're talking about, let's just, just talk about, you know, things in general. But I mean, to me, my thought process is, I, I suppose, you know, like when they, when, they, when they're doing EVPs, you know, we're talking frequency either higher or lower than what we normally can hear with our human ears. They're using energy of some kind, you know, a frequency. Well, or they're energy, using psychokinesis. Yeah, to push that out. So you think sometimes we're just pushing it out so much that it actually hits the range of where we can hear? Is that what you um, think? No, I actually think when you hear things, oh, because, okay. I can give you an example uh, because okay, cool. there there are things that happen where one or two people will hear it and a couple others won't, and they're all together. So, for instance, um, Jim and I were up at Wellington one day, and we were hiking with our friends Bert and Jamie Coates, and we had stopped on the way through the snowshed to leave toys for the kids, and then we hiked um, a couple miles down to Windy Point, and then we hiked back. Um, so we it was several hours between then, and by the time we were getting back, it was twilight, um, and there was nobody there. There was nobody there because we were late. Um, and so all of a sudden, Jamie and I heard a kid yell, Hey! And Bert and Jim didn't hear it. I can't hear you, Chuck. Are you muted or is, am I going to go bloop? No, hang on. Can yeah, you hear me now? I hear you now. Uh, I yeah. didn't touch anything. So, whoa, that was weird. Me, but I couldn't hear what you said. Uh, um, but anyway, okay, so my theory is is yes. that Jamie and I are both um, clairaudient. Okay. And um, Bert and Jim aren't. Mm-hmm. So because it's still psychically communicated, but it sounds to us like it's our ears. Right. And and I mean, a lot of times when I'm communicating with spirits, I hear it in my head. But there are times when I hear things with my ears and I'll and I, and it sounds like somebody's there talking to me. Right. Um, so, yeah, I just think I just think it's and, and the same thing. I've been walking with a couple people and two of us have seen something and the, the other two haven't, you mm-hmm. know, so it, it, there's the clairvoyance then. So it's still psychically processed. But for some reason, it's so well done that it looks like we're actually seeing it right exactly well yeah because i mean to me my my you know and my theory wasn't the psycho you say psychokinesis or what you're saying uh my, my my thought process was uh them you know since they can they can uh use energy within a location or whatever is to be able to use a frequency that uh, by pushing it out, you know, cause you know, like when we hear sound, it's basically vibration. It hits our eardrum and then does the, oh, hey, you yeah. know, and our brain, our brain goes, oh, I'm making sense out of this, you know. So I'm thinking that, you know, maybe their, their frequencies, uh, the way they're pushing out their energy, that, their, their frequency, um, becomes a mimic to, uh, auditorial sound when they used to make it. And, you know, it kind of sounds like a voice, you know, that, that's the way I've always looked at it. Um, I was looking up like, all right. Ghosts, all right, and I found the earliest ghost sighting, which was kind of interesting. Um, it said in the first century AD, the great Roman author and statesman, I, I must say, this, I think I'm saying this right, Pliny the Younger recorded one Pliny. of the first. Is it Pliny? Okay, I wasn't sure if it's Pliny or Pliny. The Younger recorded one of the most first notable ghost stories in his letters, which became famous for their vivid accounts of life during the heyday of the Roman Empire. Pliny reported that the specter of an old man with a long beard, rattling chains, was haunting his house in Athens. Um, and I found that interesting because when I used to, like when I was a kid and you'd listen to what stories. What was the year? Uh, it was 
It just said the first century AD. It didn't give me an exact. See year. now, to me, that's really interesting because I would think that I, I there people reported seeing all sorts of kind of weird spectral things in the Old Testament, which mm-hmm. would be uh, BCE. You know, right, right. Um, so I, I now, could be wrong. I'm no, not no. a biblical scholar, but well, no, because you know, you're, no, it's true. Because when I saw uh, when I was looking in other uh, areas. Um, I did see stuff where they had stated that it was way farther back than then, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not really sure, you know. I mean, I'm just saying, you know. Of course, I'm just getting this stuff off, you know, history of ghost what stories and stuff. You know, no. History, you know, history.com and stuff like that. So I'm just trying to pull things from it. But I found that because sure. the other one I found was it said in 18 856 AD. Now you see, listen to this one, 856 AD. They said the first poltergeist, a ghost known as a physical disturbance, such as loud noises or objects falling or being thrown around, was reported at a farmhouse in Germany. The poltergeist tormented the family living there by throwing stones and starting fires, amongst other things. So that's another thing that I had read now, whether that is, you know, I'm like I said, I'm just taking uh, information from where I'm getting it, but, uh, I mean, I would have thought that it's, I would think that stuff's gone f- way farther back than any well, of that. You know, so here's one of the things that I think about, and I, I don't want to insult anyone who, who believes in Christianity. Okay. I was raised in Christianity. Um, but, you know, the stories from the New Testament um, talk about after Jesus was crucified that mm-hmm. he people saw him on the road he they appeared he appeared to them on the road or they right. saw him you know things like that well why wouldn't that be possibly a ghost sighting you know maybe jesus oh. did rise from the dead maybe he just hung around as a spirit yeah well yeah i argue that point all the time like when um you know cuz i have uh, friends you know i don't have anything about re- against religion or whatever your beliefs are they're great you know i mean whatever you feel uh gives you hope and happiness is, is is a thumbs up on that you know but like when i don't i just don't like when people go well how can you possibly leave in the paranormal because you know that ghost that that's all silly it's like well then yeah but then when you talk about things just like you said he rose from the grave and it's like well what do you call that ezekiel saw the wheel yeah exactly yeah. oh look look we have a question from bob and chat oh bob we love you bob you should call in you can just talk with us if you like yeah. Do you, uh, now, now, do you want me to do you want me to be the one that says the question, you answer it like the guest, or vice yes, versa? Okay, yes. All right. So, this Karen. Time. This all time. Right, yes. All right. Karen. Bob has a question. He says, "Do you think that the same thing happened?" We're talking about EVPs. Uh, um, that's K for us, Chuck. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry, K for us. Um, it says, "Do you think the same thing happens with recorders? You can capture a voice on one recorder, but not on another, just feet away, or is it they are simply reacting to only one recorder?" Well, let me tell you, um, I take this from conversations I've had with the wonderful parapsychologist and our friend Lloyd Auerbach. Oh, he's awesome. And um, what Lloyd says in the field of parapsychology is is what they've really determined to happen. First of all, I've had it happen both ways where we've only captured something on one recorder and we've captured it on two recorders. Right. In, this, in the same area. Okay. Um, but what Lloyd suggests is that is PK as well, mm-hmm. psychokinesis. And mm-hmm. people have tested this theory by disabling the microphone of the recorder because if you can digitally, if you can PK something onto digital media, 
then why should it doesn't come through the microphone anyway? It comes from you know the brain waves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's, Ooh, okay. you know, woo, spooky. Mm-hmm. So you know, I uh, Bob, it's they're... an excellent question, and I'd like to thank you for participating, and I hope that I am a pleasing guest to you this evening. So you're saying that they it's basically imprinted on there. Yes. Okay. Psychokinetically. Right, because people talk about that when you use K2s, millimeters, or anything like that. I mean, well, you can. Okay. You can... Like, um, have you have you heard about, or did you read the series of articles, the long, long series of articles that Cheryl <laughs> is currently printing in my metaphysics column, and it talks about the skull experiments. Yeah. And one of the things that the people with the skull experiments did, and this is just, I mean, this just excites me. This is fascinating because they had um, researchers from the uh, SPR, the Society for Psychical Research, right. actually observing and keeping controls over this experiment. And okay. they were in a little small chamber, and there was no no chance for any, um, I want to say hanky-panky, but that sounds sexual, um, you know, any <laughs> yeah, outside interference, yes. Yeah. So they they had cameras, mm-hmm. and um, it started with cameras lifting and taking pictures themselves. Well, then what they finally started to do is they thought, well, if it's showing, but what the, so they were taking pictures of just dark because it was purely dark in this thing, and they got things like pictures of the Blitz in London on the film that they developed from these cameras, right. and people's faces and the pyramids and just these amazing things. Can you tell mm-hmm. this really excites me? Because this is just the neatest yeah. thing. Have you watched the afterlife experiments yet? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So then what they started to do, there's also a book, I think it's called The Afterlife Experiments, The Skull Reports, and I recommend it because it's really fascinating stuff. So then what they started to do is they started to take film. I'm like gesturing, like everybody can see what I'm talking about. Their hands are Um, going crazy, folks. They started, they took film, undeveloped film, just, uh, and they, somebody from the SPR would open the box, unseal the package, sign the canister so they knew that no, it wasn't being tampered with. They took the film, they sealed it in the little black canister, and then they sealed in a box. And then they would bring it into the room and do their their spooky skull stuff. Mm -hmm. And then they would take it in to be developed, and it would be the control person who would do this. Mm -hmm. So there was no chance. The chain of custody through this whole thing was very, very controlled. Mm -hmm. And there were there was writing there were diagrams um and it wouldn't stay in like photograph frames it would meander all over these strips of film mm-hmm. and pictures and i mean just fascinating stuff so clearly we know that there was nothing happening to that medium that was um what we would know would like be mechanically, true photography yeah, right mechanically yeah. and stuff so yeah, so this had to be happening through some kind of a psychokinetic imprint and energy because that's mm-hmm. how you manipulate things. Mm-hmm. Well, it makes sense too because, you know, when you're talking about, you know, when we're talking about beings or spirits, they don't have lips, they don't have hands, they don't, you know what I mean? They're, they're, they're not physically here anymore. So there has to be some way that they're able to use their energy to create or control or, uh, you know, put to something what, what they want to find out. It's sort of like, um, it's sort of like, you know, when you when you were saying that, you know, there was there's a couple other stories about ghost writing. You know, where's the ghost writer? When they yeah, had the that, camera. Remember? Yeah, the and camera it was and they, on um that uh Bill Murray Bill Murphy was on it. Um what was that show, Cheryl? Uh, oh, I don't remember what the show was. Was it and, was and fact, fact or faked no. paranormal and, files? Yeah, yeah. Yes, thank yeah. you, fact or yeah. fake. Yeah, and they would have it like, and they could do the same thing, just have the film and it would imprint like the writing on there and stuff like that. And I thought that was really cool that uh that that could happen. So I mean, that's just as 
I mean, that's just as exciting as, you know, someone, something being moved by energy or a spirit. You know, I mean, I think that's just, that's just like crazy if you put your mind to it, you know? And then like another thing I want to know is why is it like, you notice a lot of times, like there's all these famous ghosts that seem to have a lasting effect with us. Like, you know, down the line, like Abraham Lincoln, for instance, I mean, I mean, how many times has that guy been around, you know, since he's passed on? I mean, or like the, I had one where it said the most frequently reported ghost sighting in England dates back to the 16th century. It was Annie Boland, the second wife of King, King Henry VIII and the mother of Queen Elizabeth I was executed at the Tower of London in May of 1536 after being accused of witchcraft, treason, incest, and adultery. That's a lot of stuff to be accused of. Sightings of her ghost has been reported at the tower as well as in various locations including her childhood home so i found that and i didn't know that ben franklin was another one that has been uh uh, uh, seen as a haunted entity quite often um uh, near the library of the american philosophical society in philadelphia um and actually the i guess the statue of franklin in front of the society comes to life and dances in the streets they say which i find that a little bit hard to swallow but you know um I just find it interesting that it's um there's always like historical or famous people that quite often seem to last longer than well uh, so a couple of things well okay. several things if you if you will if you will allow me Mr. Gotsky Yes ma'am All right um no, I've forgotten. No. First of all, as we're talking about this, I I believe that we're failing to distinguish between a haunting Mm-hmm. And an entity. Oh, well, we can do that. We can break that. So, um, like when you talk about historical people or like Abraham Lincoln or things like that, yes. I tend to wonder if those, um, like I think a lot of stuff that happens like at Gettysburg, okay? Yes. I believe that a lot of that is um, a haunting, but not an entity. So a haunting is um, the film strip. It's like, yeah, it's like a recording. Residual. It's, yeah, yeah it's, it, those are hauntings. Entities right. are active, interactive. Right. Intelligent, um, interactive beings. Intelligent and interactive. So mm-hmm. I, I believe that a lot of those, I, I think that when you get these recordings that become hauntings, mm-hmm. um, and we have a client we're working with right now that has a haunting in their house. And it's yeah. really hard to get her to understand emotionally that this isn't anything active. It's not, it's just a film that plays over and over because what she sees is some freaking dude standing at the end of her hallway outside her kid's room. You <laughs> well, know? yeah, that's going to crap anybody. I know. And, and so, you know, it takes a lot of education to help her understand, you know, and so, but when these things happen, I think that, um, the more energy there is associated with a person, place, or event, mm-hmm. the more likely it is to imprint. So I tell the story of one of my friends, and you've probably heard me tell it on this show many times, so I'm very sorry, but tonight I'm a guest, so bear with me. Yeah. Um, so um, I have a friend who is going upstairs in her apart- or in her condominium, yeah. and her husband jumped out at her and went, Wah! and she went, Wah! and screamed. And she <laughs> says that scream continues to replay in the house because there was energy attached to it because it terrified her. And so mm-hmm. there was this energy, and it created a rep- recording. So I think um, Gettysburg, for instance, I do believe that there's probably some active stuff there. Mm -hmm. But I think a lot of at places like Gettysburg where there are war battlefields, places Mm -hmm. where um, hospitals, 
right. um, sanitariums, places where there was so much energy. I think a lot of that energy has imprinted. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one thing. I also think that we try to recognize patterns and explain things. Correct. And so I think that it may not be that people are seeing Benjamin Franklin or Abraham Lincoln. What they are seeing is something that they're then interpreting as that because it makes mm-hmm. sense in the context of where they are. Yeah, true. That makes true. Yeah, because you know, that's just like matrixing or anything else. Your brain yes. is made to make sense out of anything you see yes. or hear. Just like yes. they say, like... Um, if you are in a location where there's water dripping, it'll yes. actually sound like someone's calling your name or whatever, but it's because your brain is trying to make sense yeah, of this yeah. dripping sound, yes, you know, so and that's true. And I, cause I, I feel that, uh, you know, cause we know that, for instance, crystals, we know crystals can hold energy and or sound and such because they use it in ham radios and such like that. That's um, true. you get lime, limestone. That's another good, uh, conduit quartz. for holding infinite, yeah, quartz or even running water has energy in it to can help to manifest things going on. Like I was doing, uh, we were doing this one building. It's from the early 1800s. So it was limestone. We were taking like a, a suction cup with a microphone and attaching it to the walls to see if we could capture sound within the mm-hmm. stone. You know what I mean? I thought I found it mm-hmm. to be pretty That's interesting great. to do that. Yeah, I like um, that. Yep. Yeah, so we were, we were trying that, but I, I agree 100 percent because like when we went to we went to first Ward schoolhouse, uh, 1800s uh, old schoolhouse uh, downstairs. Um, we caught a, uh, a lady yelling and, and, and screaming. And you could tell it was not anything intelligent, like, hey, you know, trying to get your attention. You could tell it was just something that you could, it just sounded like a replay of somebody yelling. And screaming. Yet that it was a female voice, it was an older lady. You could tell she was either mm-hmm. upset about something, mm-hmm. you know. But I found that to be fascinating just in itself. Uh, and, 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 but also on top of that, you can add in that people always think that haunted locations have to be old, creepy, decrepit yeah, no. places. And no way. <laughs> you know, things can happen. Uh, someone could die two years ago and it can, it, it can collect that residual energy or even an intelligence. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to. It, it's funny because most of the time when you go to places that look really creepy, there's really not much going on. You know, I find that out quite a lot. But yeah. when you get to a place where it's like, oh, it's this really nice modern house. It's only been here like five years, blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden you're like, man, this place has got some activity. Would you agree to that? I mean. Yeah, I, I do. And, you know, I can't tell you how many times we've been called to a property and people are like, yeah, but my house is only five years old. Well, it doesn't matter. I mean, it can be the land. It can be something. One of the first questions that we always ask is, tell me what you've brought into your house that you've purchased at a garage sale, at Goodwill, at an antique store, something mm-hmm. that belonged to someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we uh, and I can't tell you how many cases where we can solve what's going on <laughs> like immediately because they've yeah. brought something in but sometimes um it's it has to do with the land or it has to do with even the area we did a farm um in a nearby town here oh gosh last spring like uh 2014 spring mm-hmm. and um this place i mean there the land as soon as i it, it's like this triangle and it's kind of like this perfect storm of things there's limestone and quartz in the area there's rivers that cross and meet each other and it was a big um uh, native american trading area mm-hmm. and so there is was all of these spiritual forces that were associated with the land however um the lady the homeowner was a nurse who did hospice care for dying people 
And she had brought some of that with her. And she did the hospice care for dying people in the home, in her home. And so there was some of that associated with it. And I mean, there was just all of this convergence of all of these. It was like a perfect storm for all of these energies to come together. And so it was layer upon layer. And there was some residual stuff and there was some active stuff. And there was some, I mean, and it was just all of this. And the family had a bunch of emotional energy um, that that was sort of holding things there. It was really, you know, just really fascinating place. I haven't been out there because they sold it. Um, and I, I always think I should drive back out there, but when you, it's, it's this whole area. As soon as you cross like this stream and get into this area, um, yeah. uh, this, it's a, like, I, I would say a neighborhood, but it's farmland. Okay. Um, it, it, as soon as you get into this area, I immediately picked it up. I mean, and I drove the perimeter of it so I could tell you exactly where it was. And it was along these rivers that converged. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. There's a, looks like Bob's up to oh, the... Oh, okay. I have a question. I have a question for uh, you, Chuck Gotsky. Already? This is from Bob Spectral Tech. I hope Ooh, I'm saying that right. I like that. In chat, yes. Okay. Um, do you find it hard to keep a skeptical, a skeptic skeptical after they have experienced an encounter during an investigation? I have found from that point on, you have to keep them reined in and then not everything is paranormal. What do you think about that, Mr. Gotsky? Uh, okay. So I've, I've, I've had it actually both ways. Uh, I have had it where, um, I, there's someone that was with us that's, that was extremely skeptical. And even though things were uh, happening that you could not explain that were just right in front of them, they stayed pretty hardcore to uh, trying to be skeptical and trying to figure out another way around what was happening, um, which and some of the explanations that they came up with were even funnier than just the fact that it's paranormal activity. Oh, like they were, my God. They were like way off, way off into the like, but yes. Perched on yes. the roof of a house across the street, <laughs> and when the wind blows from a south southwest, yep, exactly, east northwest exactly. position at a frequency mm-hmm. of thirty three hertz. Yep, you got it exactly, and yeah. it's like, okay, dude, you know. But um, then there also were what what he's talking about, where you get someone and they get that taste, you know, where they're like, okay, all right, I've my whole life I've just never, and then all of a sudden I'm like, but I I just I saw it or I just heard it, and I'm I'm standing here myself yeah. going there's just no way I can even explain that, you know? And then, and then, yeah, every bump and noise and click and bang, it's like, Oh my God, it's a ghost. You know, it's like, no, no, right now you need to calm down, calm down because you have to have, I think, you know, being an investigator, you have to have a little of both thought process in there. You have to be uh, a slightly, I wouldn't say skeptical. I have to be slightly logical and at the same time, no skeptical. Uh, is, skeptical is the right word. We have misappropriated think? and used skeptic wrong in um, in well, the yeah, paranormal that's, community. That's, a skeptic I, I, skepticism is a place of having an open mind and being willing to think critically and logically about it. Skeptic. We now what we call what we say are skeptics in the paranormal field yes. are actually disbelievers. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, I th- can't you use the word both ways? I mean, it, it's kind of, it's, it's kind of has a, well, we've, we've, we've made it that way, but right, no, yeah. a skeptic is, a skeptic is a person who, who is open-minded. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but I mean, I'm just saying we're talking in the context of nowadays, you know, I mean, they yeah. do either way they'll have it as, yeah, you know. I, well, but, I know, but yeah, but I, I agree. You have to, you have to, you have to, you know, you have to keep grounded and you have to think 
you know, straightforward. And of course you want to, of course, yeah, you're excited if it is something paranormal because that's what you're there for. You're there to experience it, uh, communicate with the other side, whatever it may be. But at the same time, you do have to uh, rule everything else out because otherwise you're not, you're doing it in service to the field and what you're trying to, you know, if it's your passion, like it is for me, you're, you're doing a disservice if you don't really say, okay, you know what? It really could have been this or I could recreate this or whatever. Then I, I can't really say that that was paranormal. It could still be paranormal even like, you know, cause even though you can recreate something does not mean that what happened didn't happen. You know what I mean? Right. But you have to, you have to, in order to sift out so you can get to the stuff that there's no way you can recreate or no way you can, uh, you know, have another explanation for it. Then you have to, you have to weed all the stuff out to the side so that only the little bits that are left are really the ones that are, you know, that you can truly state are paranormal. Well, and it's important, I think, as, as, um, you know, if you have a paranormal team, mm-hmm. inevitably you work with people who are new to the field. And mm-hmm. those people that are new to the field are either hardcore, I don't believe this, and I'm going to debunk everything. <laughs> or um, they're, you know, that everything, everything is paranormal. Yeah, and and so it's important. I mean, training is a, is a really big, important part when you bring new people into the fold. And, you know, we, we try to discuss things with them in meetings and ahead of time, but really you have to do a lot, a lot of that on the fly in the field because you don't know whether they're going to believe everything yeah. or, you know, <laughs> talk about the twig and the wind. You just don't know <laughs> until you're working with them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you, yeah, and you're, you're right by stating that you can't go way one way or way the other way. You got to kind of be somewhere in the middle is what I'm trying to say. You know, you got to, you got to keep it real. You know, I guess it'd be the easiest way to say it. Oh, but um, I have made so many people so mad at me over the years when I've applied logic and reason. Well, yeah, well, that's like when we go into a, a location that's a home. Okay. When you go into a home to help someone. Okay. The first thing I say to the person in the home is like, okay, look, you, you, uh, you want us to come in and you want us to look into the claims and the things that you're experiencing. Now, I will not say that whatever you feel you're experiencing is, is not true. But if you want us to come in, what we're going to do is we're going to look at it in a very grounded way and we're going to give you the upside or the downside to what's happening. Are you able to accept this? Because if not, there's no sense in us being here. If, if we come in and say, yes, it's paranormal or no, it's not paranormal. We don't want you getting upset going, yeah. well, that doesn't make any sense. It has to be ghosts. You know what I mean? Cause then it's yeah. like, yeah. And then, right? and see, so my, my approach is a little different. So you come in and you're very no nonsense and you tell them. And what I do is I sit down with people because I, I am the case manager. So I do the initial consult with people. <laughs> and I think I've told you before that probably 90% of our cases never make it to investigation because we can resolve them in other ways. Yes, yes. Um, so what I want to find out is I want to find out how they're hoping to see it resolved. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I, I will do the walkthrough and then I'll sit down and I'll say, all right, what are you looking for here? How would you like to see us help you? What kind of outcome would you like to see here? And from there, then I can start to, I can, I can triage it now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because there are people that, Honest to God, although every once in a while I get it wrong. I got to tell you, we did this. I, we did this walk through Lori and I, um, Lori Allen, who's part of our team. And she and I went and did this walk through on this house. And the people, I mean, there was stuff going on in the house. I, there really was. And, mm-hmm. um, 
So we we did the walkthrough and we sat down and I had this conversation with them. And honestly, well, I'm worried about my kids and I'm afraid to see. And so we really want to see if we can. And, um, you know, first of all, we want to confirm we're not crazy. And then we want to see if there's something that we can do here to to help resolve this. So we're like, okay, so we schedule the investigation based on this long conversation I've had with these people. And so I tell them, you can't have your kids here when we're doing this. Nobody else here. It needs to be quiet. We need to, we do recording. We do all this stuff. We get right. there and their kids are all there, plus oh. all of their kids' friends. Plus they invited a bunch of their friends and they're in the kitchen drinking wine, getting drunk because they're excited because now we're the evening's entertainment. So I do miss, I do miss sometimes and I always feel terrible when I do, yeah. because a lot of times we'll bring a consultant with us if we think it's, and I thought this case warranted a consultant. Um, oh, that's because of be the, a little embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. Well, fortunately it was Teresa Carroll and you know, Teresa, yeah. she's lovely. So, um, but yeah, it was just, and, but, but at the same time, um, you know, a lot of them, I, I, we can do something about it and it doesn't involve, because a lot of people like this one that this current client that we're working with on an ongoing basis, right. when I talk to her, you know, she said, I just want it gone. I don't want to bug in my kids. I don't want to bug in me. I want to figure out how to resolve this. Well, part of it is residual and they're just not going to be able to resolve that. Right. Yeah, I'm sorry. Just, yeah, I, just, but there's other stuff too. And so, but, well, wait, but, but she doesn't can, want an investigation. Yeah. Well, because, see, I mean, with, with the residual though, you can make them at least if you can, if you can get them, I should say, to understand what that yeah. means, well, then they can kind of accept it. it and kind of, yeah, yeah we're, we're working forward. on it. But, but I mean, so I don't, I, I, you know, some of it, okay, so I can give you a lot of for examples and I can't do it specifically, as you know, because we believe client confidentiality is very important. Yeah. Um, a lot of times we'll go into a place and the person there has latent psychic abilities that they don't know about. Yeah. So they don't need us to come in and investigate. What they need is us to come in and help them and give them a context for this and how, give them tools. Mm -hmm. Give them tools to deal with this. Right. So that's one of the things. So that's resolved outside of a case. We don't go investigate. We, we work with them. Um, in, in, you know, and sometimes we work with them a lot and they have to be willing to meet us halfway and be willing to do the work. And we've had some people who aren't willing to do the work and this stuff keeps happening and they keep saying, well, but you said you'd do something. Well, we did. We gave you tools. Use your damn tools. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and sometimes we have to step away from those cases eventually or refer right. them on because, you know, we had one where we were out six or seven times and we gave this couple all of the tools they needed and there were latent abilities and there were some other mental and emotional issues as well. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, so sometimes there's that. Sometimes there's uh, a lot of emotional turmoil and stress in the house. Mm -hmm. And that's resulting in a living PK agent in the house. Mm -hmm. Correct. I find that a lot. Mm -hmm. And what's really funny is you find that a lot in conjunction with the last thing I just talked about, which is somebody who also has latent psychic abilities. And so sometimes you have these multiple things going on. But again, we give them tools and we help them, you know, and, and maybe those tools are, look, you have PTSD and you really need to be seeking the counseling you need. Um, you know, and that's a hard conversation to have. Mm -hmm. But you have to have it and you have it with compassion. Um, you know, there are people who want to feel special. Mm -hmm. and um, they're drawing this energy in, and that's a conversation that we need to have, too. And then there are people who genuinely just want to know that they're not crazy mm -hmm. 
And those are the ones that we typically investigate where we, you know, where they are pretty sincere in their efforts. But most of them, I, you know, I, I do a lot more activity than the rest of my team because I go out and do all the walkthroughs and where my team may investigate, you know, maybe once every couple of months, uh-huh. you know, I'm out on calls a lot. Right. Well, I, I, I've run into, uh, I've run into quite a few things, especially related to the, um, uh, like we went to one particular location and found out the client was empathic and the spirits were there and they were drawn to him and he, and, and mm-hmm. like his, cause his wife, they're like a bright light, they're yeah. like mosquitoes to a, a light bulb. Yeah. It's like his wife mm-hmm. couldn't hear too much, but he was experienced. It was like, she goes, it's all like drawing to him. I go, well, it's not drawing to him. Well, I, I guess it is technically, but it's because of his abilities, which he didn't know he had. So we were able to, um, kind of do a communication and actually communicate between the spirits and him and show him how to communicate with them mm-hmm. and to understand his abilities. And it kind of like worked with him. Uh, and it, it worked out really well because he found it to be very fascinating. He was able to talk to the two little kids that were there and they were, the, they worked it out where, you know, it, it got to the point where there was no more banging noise at certain times of night. Yeah. So the guy could sleep and blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. So, you know, it worked out really great, but I do find that, that, that happens, uh, a quite, lot. Quite a, a lot. Yeah, quite often. Yeah. Oh, oh, we have another question. Oh, I get to throw this one at you. Oh, gee, it's from this new guy named Bob. Spectral. Bob. Okay. I never heard of this guy before. Okay. So anyways, he says, uh, since we have all been in different teams, what is the main reason you decide that it's time to move on? For example, they want to be on TV or they don't want to help the client or spirit. Well, yeah, we kind of. We kind of touched on that, but I mean, go ahead. Yeah. Um, so, so yes, uh, when they're drunk, when we show up, to, <laughs> when they're drunk and having a party yeah. in the evenings of entertainment, we uh-huh. move on. Yeah. Um, when they, when we have given them all of the tools and they refuse to meet us halfway and do the work themselves, yes, um, we move on. You know, we, we try to be there, uh, when they are, when there's clearly some emotional issues going on, um, and they won't get the help they need. Mm-hmm. Yep. We move on or we move on when we're done. When, um, like this farm that I was telling you about, uh, their goal when I, we, I sat down and she actually lives in, in Eastern Washington. So I, I had email and phone conversations with her. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and so I had to ask her in this way and I said, tell me what your goal is with this place. And she said, well, um, we want to be able to sell the property. The property's not selling the energy's there. So their whole goal was for us to clean up as much as the energy. It had sat on the market for years mm-hmm. um, and nobody had purchased it. And they had several sales where people were going to purchase it and like minutes before the sale was supposed to go through, the sales fell through. Mm-hmm. So um, we went out and we did, we, we did the investigation and we cleared a, we, we did a lot of different types of energy clearing. Um, because again, she had done some hospice care. There had been some family drama. There had been, I mean, so all of these things. So we, we worked with spirits to move them on. We, uh, did, you know, crystals and sage and Reiki. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and blessings and, all, because we have a minister on our team and all of that stuff. And then we were done there and that house sold within like three weeks of us leaving. Um, but I still remain in touch with that client because she's dealing with some of her own abilities. And so I remain in touch with her just as a, so we've moved on from that location, but mm-hmm. I still stay in touch with the client and she knows that if she needs 
something because she's using the tools. So she's not using me as her tool. She's not calling me every day. She's right. using the tools that I gave her. And so I'm there for her. And like this, this, um, new client that we're in the middle of the ongoing investigation yeah. or not investigation, but the ongoing work for it's the same thing. She, I left her with a bunch of tools and she's using them, but she's still having issues. So we'll still, we'll work with her still. We'll bring in other people because I, I'm the first to admit that not everything I do is always going to work. <laughs> well, yeah, you, it's yeah. like, there's no, like they say, no experts in the field, you know, yeah. you, you yeah. can use everything. I do the best you, I can. Yeah. You've learned everything from experience and you've learned from other people and you take all that and you try to tackle it and the, the best way you know how, yeah. you know, but yeah, it doesn't and, always and work. Sometimes, sometimes we're one and done. We, we go in, all they want to know is that what's going on. So we come in and we give them the evidence and we're gone. Or sometimes we figure out that they're fame hoes and they think that we're going to get them on TV <laughs> and we move on. Yeah. I find a lot of times that's what I find a lot of times what people want is just to know they're not kooky. You know, like they're not losing it. You know, it's like, they're just want to say, want, they just want, want someone else to say, validation. did you hear that? Did you see that? You know, and they're like, yeah, okay, good. You can go home. You know what I mean? So I find it to be, well, and, you know, and we, we always talk about, um, that it's not always locations that are haunted. It can be people that are haunted. It can be uh, articles that are haunted. It can be, uh -oh, there are so many. Answer, we didn't answer Bob's question, right? I'm talking about moving on in the team you're in. Oh, well, when you feel like you've done everything you can with that team or when your philosophy no longer matches with that team, then you move on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. That, that makes, yeah. That, yeah. You have to kind of When see, my gut tells me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, you have to be able to see somewhat eye to eye, even though you can have differences in your thought process. But yeah, if you're not seeing eye to eye and you're like, you're way over here and the person's way over here, I think it's time to, to, but what, what's his name again? Is it Bob? I think it's Bob. I think that yeah, Bob. Chuck and Bob and I would be a really good team. Ooh, I think so too. That would be awesome. We'd be like Are the you? Charlie's Angels of Paranormal Investigating. <laughs> I can visualize that picture right now with us standing there holding our. Have you seen that picture of Jim and, and two guys doing the Charlie's Angel things with guns? <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Wait, there's another question. Go ahead. This one's mine. Go oh, ahead. okay. Let me see. This is from somebody named, um, Ch Cheryl. I think it's, I know, I think it's a sh sound like Chuck. Sh Cheryl. Cheryl, Cheryl at Paranamal. Paranamals? Is it with Underground Radio. How oh. do you style your hair for investigations? That is a very important question. Well, um, I, I personally, I mean, I know Bob just said uh, I don't have any hair, but I do actually. He have has. He's a silver fox. He's got great hair. Yeah, baby. You know, like when I go on an investigation, I know I have to look good because if, you know, spirits are going to be seeing me, they're not going to want to approach me unless, you know, of course, I, I'm looking dapper. I guess so. I I put the gel in. I, I pull some forward a little bit. Slick the rest back. Put on a little, you know, a little uh, cologne and everything. You know, that's what I do. There uh, you go. Would you like to know how I style, how I style my hair? Oh, wait, wait. I, I have one. Yes, wait, I want to hear. More. There's one more thing. And then what I do is because. I, I, I try to put, you know, not to the, just the, 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 the men's spirits, but the female of the, of the spirit. Oh, world. yeah. They start sending me all sorts of mental presence. It's awesome. It's so here's beautiful. what I want to know, Chuck, is when you're doing the styling and the stash and all that, do you have like <laughs> 70s porn music playing in the background? <laughs> no, and but they're very white. Oh, yeah. Leave I can't. I can't do the Barry White. My voice doesn't get long. <laughs> <laughs> but 
Bob said, absolutely. I'm thinking that's a good idea. I'm going to have to try that next time. Maybe yeah. it'll get me in the mood. I put some bell bombs on, mm-hmm. my little widely lapeled shirt, and bam. Mm-hmm. I'll be staying alive. Staying alive. I'll be doing some Bee Gees instead. That's what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Disco ghost. Like there you go. I like to go with varied hairstyles. So I may show up with a pony one day. Okay. I may show up with braids one day. Does it depend on what what entity you're going to be dealing with? Is that what you like? If it's kids, do you do like pigtails? Uh, I'd like to say that it's something far more serious than that. We have. <laughs> See what happened? We were doing good through the whole show, and then Bob took us off topic with. No, who did that? That was not. That was um. Oh, sh- oh my God! That was our producer that did that. that was, that's right. She, she says to us, you know, she says to us when we're on break before we come back, she says, um, how many more of the topics you guys are going to bring up are going to be about poop? And then she does this. Yeah. Then the next thing you know, she's like, you know what? They're just being too serious. I need them to be more like they were earlier. Hey, I want people to know that we don't have to be entertaining. We can be boring and pedantic as well. Yeah. You go. Hey, there speaking you go. of that, I was seeing like all these different things about, you know, haunted locations and such. We, you know, we know why, we know why. Why haunted ships are because they're on water, right? I mean, seriously. I mean, hello. yeah. I, one of my I, favorite places to investigate is on. Okay, so now, now you have done a location where there was a train crash, but have you but ever also been to a location where there's a train? <gasps> have you been on a haunted train? No, because I don't go on trains because I died on one. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Well, I know. I understand. But I mean, I want to do a haunted location on a train. You should come out here, and I can take you on a haunted ship. A, a, a haunted ship up by you? Yeah, yeah. Oh I live. Are you? My we live in the really middle high. of Navy territory. I'm on. It's got really high. Like, woo-hoo! Uh, what I'm kind on of the West Coast? What kind of shit? I mean, ship is it's that? A, um, what is it, Jim? Is it a destroyer? Yeah, it's a Vietnam era destroyer. <laughs> really? And it's haunted. Ooh. You've been on it before. What, uh, I've investigated it twice. Really? Mm-hmm. It's pretty intense. Oh, my God. Now I want to do it. Uh, and Bob says, as a, uh, well, actually, he spelled it as a cypret. What's a cypret? Is a cypret ever asked about your tattoos? I don't know. I don't know. Um, you know, here's the thing. No, but I have only had them for a few months. But I have been on investigations with people uh-huh. who have had spirits remark, especially women, women with tattoos. I we get a lot of kind of pushback about that, and women in trousers, oh my, or you know, dressed immodestly, things like that. Women not being women. That's okay. Women can just be dressing immodestly with me, and that's fine. You, wait, wait, wait. What, what does Cheryl say? Apparently, Chuck doesn't always read the magazine because I wrote an article in the magazine about the okay. USS Turner right. ship. Right, let me state something. Chuck does read the magazine. Okay. Uh, Chuck even has probably more magazines in print than most of us do. Okay. But I can't remember every article. I am going to be 55, Cheryl. Okay. Just remember that. Just yes, saying. You should remember I, my articles because I, I am a exactly, spouse. That's exactly right. You should remember Karen's stuff. All right. What, what's all my articles about? Come on. Give me one. Come on. Um, the Gifford Pinchot and his wife. Oh, that's because you helped me with that. Cheater. <laughs> Cheater spouse. <laughs> See, I rest my case. Ba-ching! 
I try to remember everything. I can't remember everything. I'm so sorry. You know what? It's I understand. My brain is so full that I always have to point something out one side to get something in the other. <laughs> yeah, it's like an old hard drive. You know, you only, yeah, I only have like so many ter- uh, gigabytes of, uh, or I don't even have a terabyte anymore. I'm so old. I have gigabytes of information. I have to remove some to replace it. You know what I mean? Have you Have you ever had a spirit mention your tats? No, I I never have anything. No, I've never had that happen. Actually, that would be kind of cool though, because then you would know for sure that they're seeing you. Um, though I did, I think one time uh, they mentioned my gray hair, which is kind of interesting. You know, that's because you're a silver fox. <laughs> they said they yeah, got something about hey. They said something like you know because they always say my name Chuck. You know, hey Chuck, and then they said something something about gray, and, I, and Sean started laughing. He goes. Did you say he had gray hair? And I go, yeah, evidently could see me because, boom, you know, I have the gray hair. So, Oh, Cheryl says you are one of the magazine's biggest fans. Darn tootin' I am. Darn tootin'. Mm-hmm. All right, so what are we going to talk about next? Uh, okay, so uh, we talked about, um, so how, all right, so, all right, with with spirits, like when we were talking, like you're talking Civil War or like war areas and stuff, mm-hmm. when there are multiple battlefields, well, yeah, when there's multiple spirits, and then they're not always residual. Like Wellington, right? Like sometimes there can be a lot of credible intelligent spirits, like inter- the museum. At the same time, yeah. Now, why is that? Why is it though? All right, so let's let's, let's put this in the context. Okay, all these people they died in whatever the war. Let's just say a war. Okay. Okay. And then they all move on because to me, a ghost is someone who has not crossed over yet. Uh, a yes. spirit is more someone who's crossed over and can come back yes. and forth. Um, yes. So they all cross over. There are all these spirits. Okay. Now all of a sudden, all these spirits come back to the same area where there was the war and they're all like in the same area where they were all at once when they were alive. Why would they all, why would they all do that? Why wouldn't some of them be like off? Some of them up? probably are. I mean, it's not like, like, okay, when we're up at Wellington, for instance, it's not every freaking person who died on the train, died in the town, died in the tunnel, you know, over a hundred years where they're not all there. There's, there's some of them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so I don't know. I mean, you know, I think about, okay, so you're, you're a person, right? Yeah. I, that's what I've been told. Yes. Okay. All right. So that means that you probably at some point will be a spirit and probably at some point have been a spirit in the past. Uh, okay. I okay. So look to what your own. So you're dead and you've crossed over. Okay. Where are you gonna go? What you gonna do? I don't. I don't know. I suppose I'd, I'd want to. Don't more you choice. haven't you haven't you ever thought about it? I mean, well, I might I mean, want to go like visit places like that. I enjoy. Yeah. I might want to go visit places. But people feel nostalgic about war. I mean. You know, they they talk about because the best friendships of your life are in your in the trenches next to a guy. I don't know. You know, I mean, I've heard things like that. Sure, it sucked, but at the same time, yeah, you died. They, they, but no, but at the same time, they fought besides their best friends. There's this instant intimacy and energy involved in in okay. doing something like that with somebody. Okay. And again, so I can. Um, there's a camaraderie that develops. Um, co- with coworkers or uh, people who work in the war, like at Wellington, the men who who were doing the train stuff. You know, I mean, you're a dude, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah and I'm you a, you yeah, have you, have, look, you yeah. hang out you hang out with other dudes, right? I hang out, all right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, and and haven't you had like when you were in call? Oh, you weren't in college when you were in high school. Yes. Um, you or when was there a time when you developed an intense camaraderie with the people around you? For me, it was college. No, I think it would be like, well, yeah, like when I was, 
high school age, you know, with people yeah. around the block that I live with. Yes. Yeah. Oh, or or your paranormal close. or yeah. your paranormal team. Oh yeah. Yeah. Let me look at Al. Yes. Al comes back to see you. Yes, he um, does. So, so, or like maybe it'll be like we'll Skype each other when we're dead Ooh. because we have developed a camaraderie. So you develop these, and, and when when you have these intense relationships, the the yeah. close friendships and camaraderie, and and if you're in a war, you're fighting a common purpose. You're you're. It's. I mean, there's more than just friendship there. There's so there's a, terror. There's patriotism. There's so fear energy. for your loved ones. Yeah. Okay. It, okay. Okay. I get it. Okay. So all the energy and it builds up and then it just makes that sure. that, that bond and connection. You know, it's like why do people go to their high school reunions? I don't want to, but there are a lot of people who love to go to their high school reunions because that was an important time to them, and so they mm-hmm. want to travel back and see those people and visit those times. Yeah. And I mean, even I know even people who hated high school who want to do that because they want to see which cheerleader got that or something. <laughs> well, that's always a plus, huh? That girl's uh-huh. so hot. You know, you're like, oh, you're not so hot now, Miss. I don't want to date me. Yeah, I get it. Right. I mean, I so it. so to me, I if you look at our human motivations, mm-hmm. I think you can see why spirits, those that have crossed over, would then come back to certain places. Okay. That makes sense. Now, I have another question for you. And this is not a question from chat. This is a question from me. Why is that like when you used to watch like uh, silly cartoons with ghosts in them or mm-hmm. like or, or like old style movies with ghosts in them? What's with the rattling chain thing, please? Well, that comes directly from the portrayal of ghosts in A Christmas Carol. It's from Scrooge and all that, you mean? Yeah. Jacob really? Marley Jacob Marley appeared and he was dragging chains. And the chains were symbolic of his um he was a, a bad dude in life. And so the well, chains yeah, were symbolic of he his karma that that he was carrying these chains because of all of the evil that he had wrought in in okay. his life. All right. So, um, you're, so you're saying that the, the they represent Things, bad things he did. Or the, yes, the, but I mean, so cartoons just knew the image of ghosts with chains, which comes from Dickens. Okay. <laughs> you said Dickens. Go ahead. Sorry. Continue. I don't know if I can. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Continue. Sorry. Um, so, so, and I could be wrong, but that's the first portrayal I can think of of ghosts with chains is in, in a Christmas carol. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, there's literary references to ghosts wearing chains and you know cartoons aren't exactly like super authentic mm-hmm. <laughs> well yeah, maybe well, they are well yeah i mean casper's not really well i mean i casper i think's pretty authentic sorry but you know uh, uh casper is a friendly ghost and if i was going to be a ghost i would be a lot like casper yeah because he's cool mm-hmm. but anyways um okay so we, we talk about that now we talk about the evils of the spirit world because is well, I don't, but yes. Well, I know, but but all right, but all right, look, let's let's be realistic, okay? If there's good, there's evil. If there's good and evil in the world. There has to be good and evil in the spirit world. Now, now, personally, I don't run into too much of the evil, and I do the air quotes evil uh, when I do investigations. Though I do run across some cranky ones or ones that like to swear for some apparent reason. They think well, it's fun. Well, you know but, my philosophy: if you were a jerk in life. Mm-hmm. You're a jerk. And you're, you're still ego identified. You're probably yeah. still going to be a jerk until you're no longer identified with that ego. Right. But so I get confused because when they talk about this kind of stuff, and maybe you can help me when they talk about this, they talk about like, for instance, my father, he passed away. Okay. He went to the other side. Nancy had, had made contact with him. He's one of my spirit guys. Now he has 
Uh, he wasn't such a nice guy. He wasn't a terrible person, but he wasn't the nicest guy either. Sure. Um, when he moved over to the other side, he has re- repented, whatever you want to call it. He's a very nice, very protective entity of myself now. Um, why do you think that some, do you think it's a choice thing that they have when they go over or is it something that automatically happens? Cause you know, why do you think that some do not? change when they go over where they they stay evil they do change is- no they don't they change when they go over if they cross over if they remain ego identified so you're saying then, that they, so they, they, I do not believe they first of all okay all right. I, I think I heard, you've heard me say that I actually do not believe in the ultimate spiritual presence of evil okay well I, um, I believe that the evil exists okay. I believe that it exists with beings that are not connected with who they are as spirits that are not connected with the oneness Um, but once they cross over into the place of love that we all come from and we all ultimately return to that is only pure love it's evil evil exists when you separate from that and usually we separate from that through the process of birth and ego identification and we remain identified with that until right, so, we determine to cross over again. Right, so let's let's break this down because I do believe in evil and I do believe that something that's evil can sometimes not be finding any love because you know if but you're saying because uh, because it's the 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 evil part is because of the ego identification it's from separation from the source. Okay. So in other words once that once they shed that part of them their inner being is not the evil. It was the right when they return to the source. Or but okay. but also you have to think about the energy of evil. Right. Okay, so when you think about like love and spiritual energy, you think of it as being light and beautiful, right? right. When you think of evil, you think of it as being dark and heavy. Correct. It's a lower vibration, heavy energy. Correct. It's really hard to break free of that kind of energy. I think. Okay. Um, and so I, I, I think that's why uh, sometimes it remains for a while. Okay. I mean, because I know that, I mean, I, 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 I mean, I truly believe that there can be evil beings, I suppose. And, and, and necessarily, maybe they're not, maybe they're not, they were never human. Maybe it's something Well, different. but see, but then. Not demons. So I'm not evil, saying that. So when something. we talk about good and bad, we're talking about duality. We're talking about polar opposites, right? My dog's over there hacking up a hairball. I guess she doesn't (laughs) like this discussion of evil. Um, Anyway, so we're talking about good and bad, light and dark. These two total polar opposites. Those are human things. That's our experience. We have to experience everything as light or dark, um, black or white. You know, we we classify things. Um, It's hot or it's cold, right? Okay. But... um, the sum total of it, but we put judgments on those things. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, um, we may judge that sunny days are good, but rainy days are bad. That's right. a judgment. Right. Because really, a sunny day is just a sunny day, and a rainy day is just a rainy day. Correct. It's, it's our judgment. It. That's right. Mm-hmm. So, okay. I look at good and evil that way, too. Those are human thoughts and beliefs and constructs. So, where I'm going with this is that you were talking about 
beings that feel evil because they've never been human. Perhaps they feel evil because they do not relate to the human experience and therefore they act in ways that are native to their own experience that are foreign to us. And the only way we can classify that is evil. But it doesn't necessarily mean they're evil. It just means that they don't relate to our experience. We don't relate to theirs. So the ways we interact don't work well together. It makes sense, but we still have to classify because for us as humans, because that's what we do, we judge. Yeah, we we categorize everything. Well, there's a free shot in the universe. Yeah, yeah. Because realistically, if if there are two, if I'm walking down the street and standing at the end of the street are two clowns, which are really creepy, but one of the clowns (laughs) is holding balloons and smiling, and the other clown is holding a knife, and you know, (laughs) I'm gonna Mm -hmm. probably go towards the smiling balloon clown because to me that's a more friendly image than the knife clown but although i'm probably going to turn around and run from both clowns because they freak me out <laughs> all right well now bob has a question for karen <gasps> okay karen this says one spirit from wellington acknowledged you were there have you encountered any others that remember you being there that's what it says um how do you answer that question he says, one spirit from Wellington acknowledged. You mean, I'm, I'm assuming he means as, as Nellie Sharp. Okay. Uh, yeah, in the past I, life. Yes, there was one spirit. Um, ah, yeah, just, you know what? We were there yesterday. Okay. And um, as we were walking in, Jim Jim was like, well, you just didn't seem to do much psychic communicating today. And I was like, dude, because I was exhausted when I got home. And I was like, well, I did. You just didn't see it. I was doing it in my head. Um, but as I as I walked in, a couple yelled, hey, Nels welcome back or good to see you or something. And then I said something and I can't, Jim, do you remember what I said in the debris field? And they made a joke back at me about having been there before. I thought they said, show us your tits. No, they didn't say show us your tits. Oh my God. They said that to Jamie. They no, they told Jamie to take her clothes off. Um, but anyway, <laughs> so I, something about, I can't even remember, but we, we hiked down to the debris field, which is mm-hmm. where the trains came to land and stuff. It's very solemn there and stuff. And Jim was like, can you feel them down here? And I said, well, not really yet. And then he said something to me and I can't even remember what the response was, why, what he said, but my response was, well, this is where I died. And as soon as I said that they were all around me, I could feel them all around me. Like, like, supporting me or something mm-hmm. because i mean yeah, that's right. kind of a weird thing to say right this is where i died but yeah. that was it was right after i said that that they were all there and where before they were up doing some other thing but as soon as i said this is where i died they were all there and that felt like acknowledgement but they also said they also somebody yelled out hey nails um a couple of them and they were they made a couple they'll they'll make they'll crack jokes about me being her sometimes really? so i don't know is that yeah is that an acknowledgement yeah, maybe but the one that the really intense one was bear who was like you know me you know me you know me so yeah <laughs> okay making that point you know me I That's actually nice at one that. point ran and hid behind Jim because he was bugging me so much. And then I realized, what am I doing? He's a ghost hiding behind Jim. Yeah. He's going to do That's what? Not, not going to do nothing. That's <laughs> like we used to say when Larry goes, we take someone on an investigation. Okay. Now, whatever you do, you know, we're in the dark. Please, you know, because the thing was always, if you're, we're in the dark, use a flashlight when you walk and go slow. And, yes. you know, because we always check our surroundings out when it's light before we're in there. So we kind of know where we're at. So please don't run because running from a ghost means nothing because they can go from one side to the other side in two seconds. No matter where you go, they can be there. So running is just going to hurt yourself. Yes. Especially if you have scissors in your hand. (laughs) Yeah. Never run with scissors. That's what my mom used to say. Though I've never seen anybody really get stabbed with them when they're running. I know we, I haven't, we talked about this on the air before. 
I think we have running. With uh-huh. scissors. I think, we, yeah, we, have. We, we tend yes, to be obsessed have. with running with scissors, folks. Uh, try it and send us your videos, your blooper reels. Yes, we want to no, see if it actually. Really, no, really, no, 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 no. We're just we, kidding. No. Do not run with scissors. <laughs> we're gonna get all these like letters from lawyers suing us because their kids were running around with scissors and stabbing them. Do not care to Chuck E. G. Said it was okay. Do not run with scissors. No. Ever. Ever. Or play with matches. So I'd like to know, on a, on a serious note, or juggle if, uh, chainsaws. Okay, if you if if you startle, like you know, spirits can startle us. Okay, so if you startle a ghost, do they poop in their pants? <laughs> they leave little marshmallows. <laughs> no, yeah, we're, but, we're back to poo, folks. Jim's behind me, running with scissors. Do you see that? <laughs> Jim, you're not setting a good example. The for biggest, the um, yeah. What will the children, honey, I think know. about the children? Um, <laughs> The the biggest startle responses I have had mm-hmm. have always been not ghosts. Have been physical things that have happened. Yes. Yeah. And you always that. feel so stupid. Oh no, that's not true. Once I actually startled at a ghost, but that's because it threw something at us. Well, yeah, we've had we're like we're sitting there and we're in the dark and it's really quiet and all of a sudden like Larry or Alice would drop like the K two and you're like oh oh my god oh Jesus oh, or the air conditioning like, kicks yeah. on or the oh, yeah, oh my god we had that happen once with the furnace because normally we say you know look we need to shut everything down yeah. so nothing's running so it's quiet right and, yeah. and we forgot to do that and we're downstairs right by the furnace and oh my god I think it was Larry. Um, uh, I, 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 I couldn't stop laughing. It was just hilarious because as soon as he kicked down, I jumped and he just about dropped all his equipment and he's like, Oh, for the love of God. And it's just a, his eyeballs popped out of his head like little fish eyes. And oh, it was great. It was, it was a Bob classic. Has never run through a heart, but I would also like to add my own, which is never run through a screen door. <laughs> Oh yeah, had that happen at parties. That's an interesting oh, thing. Yes, my son, my son did that with his knee. He started to go, and I go, no, stop! And then his knee was already through the door. Like, oh, what? I've gone through a screen door before. That's so stupid. Um, so I, one of the times that yes. we startled, I actually have video footage of this, and this is really hilarious. Um, okay. we were when we were up at Wellington trying to film the the documentary, or not trying to, we were filming the documentary, yes. and Jim was walking behind us with the camera, and it was. Pitch dark. I mean, you have no idea how dark it gets in this in this snow shed at night. And Jim had the camera on IR, and it was dark. We were just walking really quietly, and we're walking in this line, and it's down at Area 61, which is, of course, where all the stuff happens anyway. And we're walking along, and all of a sudden, there's this big bump behind us, and and we all go, <gasps> and turn around behind us, and it's Jim, Jim's like, oh, it's just me. I fell off a bridge. <laughs> And so you can see us. You see us all startled as the camera's going, going sideways. Yeah, I kept in a documentary. That'd have been great. We actually, we actually, I did have it <laughs> in the documentary. That's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, look! Look at how the time has run out now. Oh. It's, you know what? That's okay because. On this part of the show, we like to call it shameless promotion. So shameless self-promotion. Oh, shameless self-promotion. So, Karen, if there's anything you'd like to promote, now would be the time. Well, thank you. That's so no, nice of you to allow sure. me to shamelessly self-promote. And yeah. allow me to say that the, I'm not sure that the next 19 minutes will be long enough, but I'll try to keep my comments brief. All righty, good. Thank you. You can hear me Thursday nights starting on October 1st on MixLR. From 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Pacific on Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark. Nice. Okay. Um, 
And you can also, if you want to learn about any of the books I write, and I write more than ghost books, but I do write ghost books. But I also write cookbooks and nutrition books and things like that. You can visit my website, which is authorkarenfraser.com. And it has links to all my books. It has links to my blogs. I'm a, I'm a busy little bee. So wow. there you go. I, I didn't even take a full minute. Now, we have another guest, and I would like to offer him the opportunity to shamelessly self-promote as well. So um, Chuck yes. Gotsky? Yes, ma'am. Oh, please go. Is it my turn? Okay. Well, um, the same here. October 1st, you'll be able to listen to my lovely, deep, and soothing voice on MixLR with with Paranormal Underground Radio in the dark. But it'll be it from, of course, my time zone would be 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. as like Karen likes to call the flyover states. And then also, you can find out more about my team and myself, which we've been kind of like on hiatus, but we'll be getting back to it soon at uh, www.inthedarkinvest.com com, as well as Facebook, and you can find me on Twitter at Chuck Gotsky. That is G-O-T-S-K-I. There you go. Oh, and look at Bob's throwing another question. I know. Wait, I have a Twitter, too. It's oh. it's my my address on the Twitter is at Author K Fraz. There you go. I know, because I saw you on there saying stuff to me. That was really cool, because I've been on there for a little while. I, I know. The- I'm learning how to, how to make the tweets. Nice. Now, wait. We, we, let's field Bob's question real quick. He says, All right. Do you think the big box places like Waverly Hills draw spirits there because they know there are paranormal investigators there and they might be able to get their messages heard? I don't know. What do you? What, how do you feel about that? Could be. I, don't, I, I mean, yeah. think that a lot of them are hype, mm-hmm. um, overblown hype. I think people have expectations and therefore they have experiences that match those expectations. I do believe that they have some paranormal activity that's just uh, part of the that's you know, attached to the area and things right. like that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I know that every once in a while we've got some, you know, in haunted places, we'll have some kind of outlier come popping in and it'll be like, okay, well, you know, and it's probably because there are psychic people there. I mean, they pop into my house because they know yeah. I can see and hear them. So yeah, right. it could be Bob. Yeah, what do yeah, you think? I, I agree. I think that, you know, sometimes if you're looking at it as, let's say it's a haunted, let's just speak on as of haunted locations. Um, if you have a house that's maybe been there like, you know, 10 years and maybe the land and everything, you might have, you know, maybe a hundred or so entities that are connected to it and come back and forth versus, you know, like Waverly. Yeah, there's like tuberculosis for crying out loud. You know, how many thousands and thousands of people died there tragically? Not so, nearly yeah. as many as they say. Yes, true. But, you know, it still could draw in more of the, 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 uh, energy and, uh, entities to the location than the other. But I don't, I don't think it's necessarily because they know that they're going to be heard more because pretty much they can go, like you said, and find whoever they want to, to give their message to, even on a psychic level, not even having to be in a haunted location, you know? So I don't, I don't think that just because it's Waverly Hills or whatever, you know, that it's necessarily going to be a better chance for them to run across something to get their message heard. So that's my personal opinion. Yes. I think really they're probably all going to Teresa Caputo. Yes, they are. Bum, the bum, Long bum. Island, Long Island medium. <laughs> so Cheryl, Cheryl, are you there, Cheryl? I'm here. Did you fall asleep? I am tired, but you guys were you guys were entertaining. How did you like our As, guests? Yes. Would you like to thank them for coming on? I would. Thank you so much, K. Fraz and Chucky G for coming on. No, Chuck Gotsky. Chuck Gotsky and K. Fraz for coming on. You were thank delightful. You very, thank you very much. Thank you. thank you. I learned a lot. 
Can we hang up now? No. Oh. You have to stick around till the end of the show. Sorry. <laughs> oh, shoot. Uh, oh, darn it. Okay. All right. Yes. Um, so... No, no. What's new? We already know next or next week we're off, and then we're coming up um, doing that big three-hour show with Rick, which will be 6 p.m. Pacific uh, to 9 p.m. Pacific and other times in other states. Correct. Wait, wait, wait. So, like, it's late. Week, I don't want to do them out. Well, no, okay. We don't have a show next week. No show next week because of... Because Cheryl's getting married. <laughs> and then the next week is our show, and then that's it. We're on. Wait, and then after the three-hour show, we're on our own, like, off we're into We're on the- our own. At That's Mix LR. That's right. And please stay tuned to uh, Paranormal Underground's social media. You'll also be able to access the link to the show in the chat room through the Paranormal Underground website. And Cheryl, that'll be under the radio tab. How are they going to get to it? Um, we'll have that on the homepage as well as on our radio tab. Okay. So if you just visit paranormalunderground.net, you'll get all the information you need on the homepage. And Chuck and I are super excited because Cheryl has to make a whole new print ad for us, and we get to use new pictures because we're fat in our old pictures. Mm-hmm. That's right. I, ch- I already sent mine to Cheryl. I am handsome and dapper looking. We are so good looking now, you guys. You just, oh, man. Mm-hmm. Well, some things will be the same, like the beginning of our show will sound the same. You'll still hear my soothing voice at the beginning at the end. But we'll have some new ads running pretty soon, too. And if you know if you have any questions, you know, they can find us on Facebook, too. Can they just message us and ask us? Yeah, Bob says we are the, the, our guests, uh, Kay Fraz and Whoa. Chuck Godsky, oh, were the best guests wow. ever. Look at that. The last, the last few shows, you and me, and there you have it. Yeah, so exciting. Um, so, exciting. so, and Cheryl? Yes. What are you going to wear? Yeah. I Okay, I'm cash. I'm going cash. Cash? Um, cash. Okay. And um, I'm going to wear black pants and a navy blue tank top with a short-sleeved, and it's not a jacket. It's more like, um, um, what's, you know, an, oh a, like a, a shrug? Yes, more like that. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, and, and Chad is wearing slacks with a, with a gray polo shirt. And will, will there be pictures? Yes. We will probably have pictures. And during the roundtable, um, I believe that Reverend Chucky G and Reverend K. Fraz will be inviting you and Chad to come on to, to recite some vows. Ooh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> gonna, I, we feel our listeners have been um, engaged in this relationship for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> and so. so you know we're we're gonna work up a little wedding something for you Sweet. during yeah. the round table oh, maybe okay. we should maybe rick needs to get what? ordained too oh oh lord lord well, he's oh, got two what? weeks wait no wait 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 bob, <laughs> bob, like six minutes <laughs> like bob, bob said in the last uh, last question he says does barb have more tattoos than me uh no i do not believe so i believe i have more and he also wants to know if we need new intros. Yes, new intros for the, yes. Oh, we means. need, yes. So all of you sure. who have recorded those lovely bumpers um, mm-hmm. that we are so thankful for. Yes. They're no good to us anymore. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> yes, yes. So Cheryl can try to edit out the at hazyradio.com. But if you would like to send us new ones, it will be um, the same. You're listening to Karen Frazier and Chucky G. Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark on Mix LR. Uh, there you go. And Barb, you can do one. 
My sister and I were doing that. would be really cool, wouldn't it? Barbie G, you should. Yeah, anybody wants to do it out there, you do it. And you know what? Spread the word to everybody that you know. You know, Maybe they haven't been in chat or listened to our show. Be sure you let us know who you are. So now don't it's just, time. That's right. So yeah. fortunately, we can use a lot of them because, like I say, a lot of them they say at hazyradio.com at the end, and we can tr- probably trim that out. But we'd like new ones. Mm-hmm. I think we should start, like, you know how Kiss did it. We need to start a paranormal underground radio in the dark army. So we need, to, we need to get your people that are listening like that. in a chat room and the people who listen on the podcast or whatever, that play on iTunes, whatever. Now's the time. Listen to this. Get your friends. Get their little apps on their phones, on their computers. Let's let's make a movement, shall we? And I don't mean a bowel movement. I just mean Oh, a- and we've come full circle. Ba-doom. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just couldn't resist. Face palm. It's it's me. It's uh, it uh, is. You're really <laughs> shitty tonight. <laughs> hey hey, that's not very nice. You know, it's okay. It's a, a good thing the show heck. is the, the show is coming to an end because I am just pooped. Oh, <laughs> Cheryl, you got one. I'm feeling a little poop myself. I am a party <laughs> pooper. Oh, oh, there you go. I, Cheryl has so got the ranks of poo. And I the ranks see, of the poo. This is the, kind oh. of lofty, this is the kind of lofty radio experience that you can have when you follow us to MixLR, starting oh. at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. in Illinois. Hey, you said it. Whoa. And other times in other flyover states. That's right. And if you ever want to listen to us talk about feces, we are always here to do that for you. A lot. <laughs> Chuck is never going to eat a marshmallow again because now he's convinced it's ghost No, it's gross, man. Now I'm going to think it's like the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man's poop or the ghost's poop or the somebody's poop. Marshmallows are so bad for you anyway. They're pure sugar. Are they? They're gelatin. Oh, well, that's not bad necessarily. It could be good in a tasty way. Sugar is bad for you. Uh, That's what they say. Whatever. Whatever. It's poison. It's what? It's poison? Poison. I don't, I don't think sugar is poison. It is. Oh, oh. It is poison. No, it's it is. Not. Yes, no, I'm it sorry. is. I disagree. It makes you me are happy. in denial. <laughs> yeah, well, it's better to have sugar than to smoke a cigarette. Here's so the thing. Well, I was just going to say that, uh, well, I wouldn't necessarily agree with that, but, you know, basically you just need to get you some and then you won't need the sugar anymore because you'll be getting some sugar, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, there's a way to put it, folks. I just need to get me some, and then I'm not get some get, sugar. Get some sugar, and we don't mean sugar the tonight sugar. Coffee. Uh, oh no my, sugar tonight okay. in my tea. Sing it. Come on, Karen. Take us out for the show. Who is it? Who is that that sings um, it? I don't know who that. Who is no that? No sugar to stand beside me. No sugar to run with me. Ba, oh, yeah. ba, da, ba. And then it it it, tr- it transitions into it's the new mother nature taking over. Oh my God! It's what is that? You splendid lady, come to call. I, I know the song. What is that? What it's is the Guess that? Who. Oh my God! I forgot about it. Well, yeah. Guess who? The Guess who? The Guess who? The Guess who is? Guess who? Guess who, the guess who is? Hers, I don't know. Third base. I like that. I like that song. I forgot that there was the Guess Who. I forgot. It's on my iPod. Really. Yes. You 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 still listen to that stuff? I don't listen to any classic rock too much anymore. Uh, I mostly listen to classic rock. Jim says if it's if, if that Jim swears that I have nothing on my iPod that's um like newer than ten years ago. 
even my new stuff is like one of the newest signs songs on my ipod is like hey there delilah if that tells you anything oh my god i listen to all sorts of new stuff like i got the new disturbed album and i've listened to all this new stuff you know i'm a i'm a rocker chick from the 80s Got a little sure. hair. I got some hair bands. Got poison oh, on oh. there. Yeah, eighties guns man. and guns oh, and roses. Oh yeah, uh huh. Jovi. Yeah. Oh yeah. Bad medicine. Cheryl, what kind of stuff you like to listen to? I like all listen? stuff. I like old. I like new. I like all of it. <laughs> there you go. That's how I am too. I like old yeah, stuff. I, oh no, I actually do have some Macklemore on my thing, so that counts. There That's you new. go. Yes, you, you have what on there? Macklemore. Mac- oh, I thought you said mackerel. Isn't that a no, fish? Macklemore. Macklemore. Who's Mac? What's Macklemore? Oh, I'm gonna pop some tags. Got <laughs> Chuck. Chuck. Ah. Apparently, you're not as hip as you think you are. Oh yeah, that sounds really freaking hip. Well, so that's it's my friend Patty Valdez who introduced me to that song because um, the guy that sings on it, Mike Wansley, is a friend of hers. So. I'm going to pop some tags. Got $20 in my pocket. Look it up, Chuck. Look it up. <laughs> that does not sound hip. I'm sorry. Macklemore's a local boy, so, you know. No, it's very. I'm, I'm not, I'm Look not it up. I'm not Cheryl, it's thrift shop, not hip. Yes. <laughs> hey, what's this Bob saying in here? Uh, that my arms are bigger than Chuck's? Oh, I don't think so, my friend. Oh, Bob knew it was the guess who. <laughs> I don't know. He, he's giving us the gun show. Uh-huh. Um, We've had Bob, that show before, Bob. It might have well, given every day, baby. Bob knew it was the guess who. Hey, well, oh, well, yeah, I didn't know. Hey, Chuck. Did he, did he know Thrift Shop? Chuck, do you know what? Do you know who Pitbull is? No. Oh, no. my God. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm Pitbull? sorry. I'm laughing at you. Oh, <laughs> Uh, who knows who, um, like, is it Megan Trainer or something like that? Yes. I know who Megan Trainer is. Okay. All right. That's good at least. I have her album. I just bought it. It's awesome. What? Oh, Tanner plays like some, um, the, the little Michael Jackson guy, um, Bruno Mars. I like him. Oh, he he's is. Good. He's talented. He's fabulous. Yeah. He's incredibly uptown, talented. He, when he was on funk. Saturday Night Live, he was the best. He was so yeah. funny. He's awesome. Oh, yeah. How about Black Veil Brides? You know those guys? No. Ah. <laughs> Who yeah. are they? Who are they? Yes, there you go. <laughs> Boom, right back at you. This are they like great. some local band that hasn't even been on the radio? No, they're not some local band. They're an excellent rock and roll band. My God. <laughs> Jim made me listen to Mumford so. and Sons, and I liked them. Yeah. Did you? I, I know who they are. Yeah. Yeah, you like? I like yeah, them. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah, I, I like that kind of. Oh, stuff. and I like I like the drunken Irish band. That's um, what's it called? Uh, Flogging Molly. Yeah, I like them. Oh, I think I've heard of them too. I think I've heard of them too. I'm sure you have. Oh, yeah, I'm sure you have. Yeah, I don't think he do that. I think he's wrong. <laughs> That's like what that is. No, no. Have you heard of Disturbed? Right, you know who of Disturbed course. is. Seether. Yeah. Yes. Right. All right. Thank God. Are yeah. they like um, Cookie Monster bands? You know mm. what I mean by Cookie Monster yeah. bands, right? Disturbed. Monster. No, they yes. no. They're not like Guar for crying out loud. That's Disturbed. Or like that. <laughs> How about Lordy? You know who Lordy is? Yes. Yes. Hard Rock Hallelujah, baby. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's, some That's some good shit right there, people. That's some good. Only because only because um, on South Park, Stan's dad is her. Oh, okay. Gotcha. All right. So this is time. Um, I would like to remind everybody, first of all, thank you to our guests, Kay Fraz and Chucky, Chuck Gotsky. Oh, thank you very much. Um, and I would like to remind everybody that 
we are off next week because Cheryl and Chad are selfishly getting married. Yeah, what the heck? Bastards. Sorry. And then, but tune in the week after that at 6 p.m. It's going to be a double show bonanza with Rick and me and Chucky. And we're going to have to get Rick ordained. And Chuck and I will have to get together maybe next Thursday evening, the two of us, and work up a little marriage ceremony for... Okay. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Oh, will you sing? <gasps> Oh, all right. I'll sing something. What you know what, I, Chuck? We should record. We should record something. I don't know. There's all sorts of things. There's all sorts of class. Um, my heart will no. That's like dying. Um, I don't know. We'll figure something out. All right. You gotta find me a, a nice soothing song to sing. Thrift shop. It better be something totally non-traditional, please. Oh well, shoot. Um, that changes everything. How about like yes. shake, shake? But you know, um, was the song shake, shake, shake or? I know, sweet Caroline, but we'll change it to sweet Sherline. <laughs> sweet Sherline. Oh my god. Is that Neil Diamond? Yeah. Okay. Sherline. Awesome. <laughs> I do believe I never would. Yeah. Yeah. You want us to sing that, sweet Sherline? Sweet Sherline. If you want to. <laughs> We'll work up something. Anyway, so this is my long-winded way of saying not next week, the following 6 p.m. Tune in, wear your wedding finest, because Cheryl and Chad will be getting married, so we expect you all to dress nicely. Chuck and I will be in our collars and cassocks. Yes. I'm sorry, yes, what? Yes, we're going we're to dress like priests. We're going to be very holy-looking. Oh, oh, gotcha. Okay. All right. Cool. Gotcha. All right. <laughs> oh, Patty says we should sing Always and Forever. Oh, my God. Oh, Lord. That is so not traditional. No. <laughs> anyway, come back two weeks from now, 6 yeah, p.m., our last Hazy show. Thank you for listening, everybody, to Paranormal Underground Radio on the Hazy Radio Network. We'll be back next week or in two weeks, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Chicago, and there other times go. in the flyover states. Good night, everybody. Good night. Nighty night. <laughs>